Welcome to episode four of the Noobs Podcast. Today we got someone real special. Cameron, who do we have on today? We have uh, the master himself, David Bomble. David Bomble. David, say hi to everybody. Hey everyone, but uh, sorry, Cameron, I'm not the master at anything. <laughs> I doubt that. Well, I mean, if if, <laughs> if you're if we're the noobs and you're not a master, then what's going to happen here? We're all noobs in this podcast, I guess. Yeah, I love the name. I mean, it's it's funny. I was talking to some people in in my team, and it's like a fantastic name. I think you chose really well, because, you know, there's been some discussions online about like, you know, who knows what they're supposed to know, and I think at the end of the day, everyone's a noob in something. Um, yeah, because there are doesn't quite matter what you few, what you do. Yeah, there are, quite a few, there are quite a few people out there who are like, you can't make content on this. You can't can't make content on hacking. You can't do this unless you've been doing it for like 20 years, which even they haven't been doing it for 20 years. We we know that, right? <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Actually, I want to get into that here in a second. But first, we got to kind of introduce who you are, because like people may not know you if they've been living under a rock. So, David, um, who are you? <laughs> I'm some I'm some dodgy guy living in the UK. Um, I'm originally from South Africa. Have lived in the UK for a long time. I've been, like you're talking about 20 years, I've been in this game a long time, um, depending which game you're talking about, but in IT mm. for a long time. I got my Cisco CCIE, which is like a good qualification in 2003. So yeah, I'm I'm what a lot of people call grandpa on, on YouTube these days. So like been around the block a few times, seen a lot of technologies change. And um, again, really like the name because, you know, I I remember being the grandpa learning NT4, so Windows NT4. And, you know, just as I got to know it, it changed. And I think that's, you know, Chuck, we can talk about that, something about technology. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this, you just got to keep on learning every day because as soon as you sort of feel you kind of know something, it just changes and you've got to learn everything again. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I have a YouTube channel. Chuck, you and I have, be, you know, been going back, or how do you say, we've, we've spoken, I don't know when we spoke first. It was quite a long no, time ago. I remember. Years so ago. Go it on. Was, it was back when we, like, Actually, back when we first started talking, you had more subscribers than me. That's changed a little bit. Yeah, uh, just a bit. <laughs> just Congratulations, bit. man. Congrats. <laughs> no, no, and to you as well. But like back then, um, I was just getting started. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm pretty sure we both had no idea what we were doing. And um, I think I had like maybe five, ten, or maybe 10,000 subscribers. And I got an, a message from you talking. I know, no, no. I know how we met. You, I you was, started it. You did I great. Started. So <laughs> you started. I um. I was making CCNA content on YouTube, not like teaching it, but just talking about like, okay, this is the certification you gotta get. And I would always recommend your training on Udemy as the course. And um, then you just reached out to me. I'm like, oh, hey, who's this David guy? And at the time, I think you wanted me to start making courses with you, but I had already signed a deal with CBT right. to start working with them. And uh, we couldn't play together at that point. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember specifically, it was the iOS, um, how did I say, like, I configure iOS like a boss or something like that was a course that I made and you had, you'd recommended it on a video and then I, I'd seen you started start to grow so I was look you know I was starting to do more and more on YouTube in those days and I was I was watching you know who who else is in the space and I saw you growing a lot and you you created something and then we you know we started talking we've done quite a few things over the years but we seem to like we do something and then we do something else and but such is life and that's kind of the game of uh of YouTube you know it's like um yep. You have to change rapidly all the time. So like you and I, man, we've been making networking content for a while, but then we kind of pivoted just because we, we found interest in something else and we saw the industry changing. I mean, you, you've, you've changed. People, people give us flack for, for switching to these areas, but you've had to change rapidly over, over time, like switching from like 
typical networking to voice. And I love what you say. It's all about riding those waves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly right. I mean, I, you know, d- depends on how, how, how old you want to, you know, hear the old war stories. But I remember I, talking about Cisco certs, I did CCMP years and years ago. I did Cisco Security Professional years and years ago. I remember teaching, you know, Cisco IDS and Cisco products, security products a long, long time ago. But yeah, I just think you need to ride the waves and see what gives you the most return on your, you know, your time, because we all have limited time. Uh, I've said this a thousand times. Um, so at that time, you know, I did traditional routing and switching, but in those days, voice over IP was becoming this big, big thing. And um, yeah, I rode that way for a long time. But yeah, anyone who tells you that you need to stay in your lane hasn't been doing this long enough, because uh, in my opinion, because you, if you stay in your lane, that lane's going to disappear. I mean, if you mm-hmm. if if you're an old engineer and you you know did dial up, I, I mean, I I did ISDN frame relay, frame relay, all those technologies, but they all dead now. So if you just stayed in those technologies, you would die. And I mean, Chuck, I mean, it's I, I want to use this as a motivation for you and you know everyone else who's starting out who you know feels that um, you know I can't broaden my skills or I can't jump from one thing to another. I th- I don't think that's true at all, because. Just to use another old analogy, if you were a PBX guy, those are the guys that used to do the old telephone systems. They <laughs> all lost like their jobs. Three quarters yeah. of our audience have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just assume like ancient um, telephone systems. Mm-hmm. Cisco started voice over IP, which, you know, today it's like, David, why are you talking about this stuff? I mean, everyone uses WhatsApp or Skype, which we're using right mm-hmm. now. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Skype, you know, revolutionized stuff. Cisco revolutionized the enterprise with voice over IP. So... Um, those guys who, if they had stayed in that lane, they were obliterated. Their jobs were obliterated, basically. So I remember specifically teaching voice over IP, and there was a lot of opposition from these traditional guys. But it was interesting. The guys that changed were the guys that made it. And the guys who refused to change, well, I don't know if they got jobs. You know, that's the problem. In this game, you know, you learn or you die type thing. So um, encouragement to you as well, Chuck, you know, Ignore the people that tell you that you should stick to one thing, because if you do, uh, that one thing is going to disappear very, very soon. So jump on everything that's new and, you know, expand your skills. I think that's a big thing in today's world. But Cameron, you're very quiet, man. You, you, you're you a lot younger than me. So what, what do you think? Am I talking nonsense? No, I was about to say, like, man, that's some real motivation right there. <laughs> like, if you really needed a, a push to jump into something different you're not used to, I think that's it right there. The the wise words of Bommel. Yeah, like that, that's kind of what you know. If we're telling you, not only are you the the grandpa, the father time of IT, but you also have intense motivation, like on your Twitter, on your YouTube, like, not just like video Thanks. form, but you have like these these pictures with the, the motivational poster kind of stuff. That I I think I saw one guy like printed out everything you've ever yeah. done and like put it on his cubicle, which is really cool. That's helping a ton yeah, of people. You, you know, it's funny, Chuck, because I look at you and I, you know, you and I have had this conversation many times. I look at you as the Casey Neistat of you know IT. <laughs> That is thing. the nicest thing you can say to me in the whole. If you're world. making this beard grow. <laughs> yeah, well, he, well, it's true. You know, it's like yeah, I don't want to stroke the ego too much, Cameron. But uh, I remember, you know, when I when I got to know Chuck in the early days, how um, it's that whole thing. Don't feel that you have to stay in a specific path that your parents have given you or your teachers have given you or whoever. You know, go and do something different. Do what you want to. Uh, and I mean, Chuck, you didn't. I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean, there was a time Go I remember it. when you when you had like CCNA, um, and you and I were having these, these discussions. You know, do you go and get CCMP just to use Cisco certs? But like whatever cert it is that you you're after, do you go and get CCNP? Do you go get CCIE? And I think you you went a different road, and your success has just shown that um, 
you shouldn't just follow in the footsteps of everyone else. Do what you you know what you feel is important because if you had just be, got certs, you would have just been another guy with certs. But you yeah, know, look look what you've built. Um, sorry, go on. No, I appreciate that, and you're exactly right because uh, if you follow everyone's path, the path they've laid out, um, you'll end up just like them. Um, but if you end up following what you want to do, what you find joy in, and what makes you excited, and you kind of mix up the game a bit, and you follow what's going to be hot in technology. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you have kind of that X factor, that success, that goodness is just crazy. And you and I have both kind of ridden that that uh, that wave as well. Now I, yeah. I want to get it. So there's a couple things I do want to cover in this podcast, and I want to I want to give people kind of the preview. First, I want to cover yep. some of the hijinks you and I have gone through. Like we've we've gone to Cisco Live together. We've stayed in a, yep. a hotel together. We've done some fun <laughs> stuff, and I want to cover all that. And also, I want to cover like how you and I. I mean, people may not know this, but we often talk a lot for three, four, five hours sometimes, and we, we, do, just, yeah. we, we talk YouTube. So we kind of have built our channels together. And yeah. uh, we even started a company, and maybe we can talk about, or we started one, and then it didn't do anything. So don't get excited, anyone. So I want to talk about this as IT, <laughs> kind of what's, what, what happened with that. And, uh, and then we'll talk about kind of the uh, future of what you and I are doing on YouTube, if we can share some of the, just the previews, maybe not the entire story. But I know we both are always cooking up some fun stuff, and uh, I think it might be fun to to preview that for our audience. So first, first before we do any of that, if yep. you have not subscribed to David Bomble, uh, if you haven't found him on Twitter or Instagram, especially YouTube, go do that right now. Thank uh, you. At, at David Bomble, pretty much everywhere. That's where you'll find him. And uh, now, appreciate for, it. Now, I want to start with a bit of an origin story because people, you know, people like podcasts. It's more long form. We don't have to be quick like our YouTube videos. So I think let's tap into who is David Bomble. Let's talk about your beginnings. How did you become what you are today? It's a long story, Chuck. I mean, we've got like days. I hope um, when you're <laughs> well, when you when you when you're a grandpa like me, you know, it's it's a long story. But go oh, on, I, I didn't I didn't realize what I was asking. No, you're <laughs> yeah, exactly you right. <laughs> so so I think I'll give you the, I'll do... give you the shortened version. So yeah. I um yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, lots lots of stories, but I I mean, like, coming back to the motivational thing um, and Casey Neistat. I remember seeing a Casey Neistat video, and I'll get I'll get to your your question in a second. But I remember he created this motivational thing. I I can't, I can't remember the exact name. Um, on his on his YouTube oh, channel, it was like it was like do more Just or do something it. like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I mean that was um, such a good video. Um, I think coming back to motivation, and I mean I'm a big advocate of that because if you don't have motivation, you're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. But motivation per se is not worth much. You've got to have like an idea of what you're going to do. And I think that's um, what's fantastic about like the opportunity you and I have because we can get people fired up to do things, but then we can also show them how to do it. Um, like teach them technology, show them the paths. Like if you want to go into cybersecurity, go this this path. Or if you want to get into networking, go this path. So motivation is fantastic, but you, you're still going to be able to do something with that motivation. So which I'll go back. Way, which, by the oh, way, real quick, it, just a, a quick plug. I watched your Raspberry Pi video uh, this thanks. morning. Very good. Now, if I'm not wrong, that's like one of your first Raspberry Pi videos you've done since the OpenFlow video, right? Yeah, it's funny because I've had Raspberry Pis forever, <clears> and I've been like, I wanted to do something with them. And... Um, you know, Chuck, this is like you and I feeding off each other. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember we had a call when I was in South Africa once. Um, I can't remember, two years ago, something like that. And we were talking about, like, what's the next big thing? Cameron, sorry, we like old men going around in circles here. But, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll get to the story. Um, I remember us looking at what's the next big thing. And we kind of discussed getting into cyber and doing cybersecurity, mm -hmm. doing more of that because like like you've mentioned and i always say ride the waves and i did like open flow and i did network automation and you and i were riding those waves but you know this was another big thing that was growing um 
so you know through stuff that we talk about we we often jump into new topics and that was one of the topics that we spoke about many years ago but now i've gone off on a tangent and i'm so old i forgot what the question was so but, origin, uh, origin story david bomble how yeah. did you become the david bomble i mean it's i think you know go let's go back i was trying to I, I had to drop drop out of university because of lack of funds and i won't get into the details of that but basically i ended up working in a retail environment working crazy hours um it was tough and i think it's this is again chuck motivation for anyone who feels that they're stuck in a dead end place um if you feel that there's no opportunity just you know take that thought and you know don't don't listen to that because there is always an opportunity um there's so many stories out there that are much you know, more exciting than mine. But basically, I was in a retail environment and I decided to study on the side. So I did a degree. I was young. Cameron, maybe a bit younger than you now. But I mean, I was working <laughs> crazy long hours, 60 hours a week, whatever it was. Um, and then I was studying at night. So I just was a machine. I worked during the day and studied at night and I got now, a degree. And now at this Go point on. in time, I mean, because again, we're, we're, you were Cameron, I mean, you were Cameron's age, but not now. So the technology back then to study mm -hmm. and, and get degrees was is not the same at all. So like the no. type of school, was it online school or were you like? So going? this was a, yeah, the first, so the first one I did, a, I did a degree, a degree through what was called the Uni University of South Africa. It's still there. And they do like a, um, postal type degree in those days so there was no like real internet like it is today so i so that's amazing like that makes it even more like right now it's really really easy comparative to you know back then to get stuff done and study that was hard back then you had to do a bit more work to make that work well what's, what's funny about that is whenever i was studying for my ccna i was watching stuff from david yeah and i, I was yeah. watching some of the gns3 stuff to get like real real labbing experience and doing stuff with your network automation so it's mm. funny to think like Oh, you're doing all this stuff back in the day where we have all this like, technology available now to watch and or people who provide free content like Chuck and you like you, David. It's yeah. crazy to think about what it might have been like back then to mm -hmm. study for a CCNA. I can't. Imagine. Yeah, so this was before CCNA, but I'll get to the CCNA in a moment. But it's it's the same kind of thing, you know. I was in the, I was studying a degree like a computer. Sorry, it was information systems and accountancy. Yeah, guys, Chuck, don't laugh. I'm I'm really old. Uh, but it, yeah, in those days it was just books. And I remember I had to do assignments. And the the place where the university was, you had to like give your assignment in um, at a certain time. And uh, we always left it to the last minute, obviously. So we would drive like in the middle of the night to go and hand in our assignment before oh midnight. Gosh. To, to get in. To, <laughs> it was no like online submission. Um, but anyway, so I did a degree like in three years, part time, which was a full time degree in three years, just being a maniac. But I mean, I was a lot younger, a lot more energy, didn't have a didn't have a girlfriend, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I but it was just like I was ambitious. I wanted to get that done. Um, and then after that, we, my brother and I did a uh, MCSE NT4 mm. and we would drive to like an hour. No, it was actually about two hours at night. So I would, I organized with my boss to like work extra hours one d during the week and then one day take a few hours off. So I could go earlier, drive to, you know, this um, training center and get my MCSE. And as soon as Dang. I got that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you, you, you've, how hungry are you? That's always the, the question. How, if you, if you. If you really want something, how hungry are you to, to go and get that? Um, so yeah, we got our MCSEs. I um, I got my degree, and then through a whole bunch of things, doors opened, and I I started getting into IT. I was an, on a help desk. Uh, was like sort of my first job. I did a lot of. It's quite funny, you know. People people forget technologies just go round and round and round. Some of the first stuff I did was um, 
like batch scripting, like DOS mm. type scripting on mm. Windows. So like when someone would log onto a computer, I'd run a whole DOS script to, to set settings on their Windows computer. Um, so yeah, that's sort of how I got into IT. And then around that time, help desk, win, Windows support, basic stuff. I, le- I heard about Cisco. Uh, Cisco was just starting out, like growing at that time. And I, um, I went and all this was paid by myself, really. So I went and paid for some studying or some training and became a CCNA. And now, doors what did that, what did that oh, cost back then? Man, I can't remember. It's uh, in, it was in South African rand, so I mean the prices <laughs> uh, all, all changed. So yeah, it's uh, it was it was expensive for me. Um, but it, it again, how hungry are you? Um, mm. And I just saw that as an opportunity, and that opened a lot of doors. So I got into Cisco, um, got a, got a lot of opportunities to train and you know do various things in Cisco, and that's that's sort of the beginning, Chuck. So I don't know how how detailed you want it, but. Um, no, that was good. And, I think, and we've, I, I know a lot of your story. So you, you did skip some things, which is totally fine. But you gave us a good, <laughs> a good amount of information to know, like how you formed into who you are, and the, the amount of hustle it took. Like they see you, and they, they don't know what you had to do. And especially back then, when it was significantly harder, mm-hmm. like the MCSE is like one of the only certifications out there that I, I think it might have been one of the biggest ones to even get. And uh, there was no CCNA. Cisco was yeah. still a, a young company. Um, you were kind of just paving the way for what IT is today. Uh, it was there was no like official blueprint on how to do the stuff. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, to it's hear, it, hear it, you it, navigate it, that. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, I I don't know how we came across that, but it, that seemed to be like the best certification to get to break into IT, and that's why we did it. Uh, I mean, today it's there's a lot of options. Go do AWS. Go do CCNA. Do something. Um, find your passion. You know, jump in 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 some technology. It's, I think it's a lot easier to break in today, and there's a lot more demand. Um, mm. There's there's so many jobs. I mean, Chuck. I mean, you guys are based in the states. So you, from what I hear, coming out of the states, it's there's there's such a demand for skilled people. And um, yeah, they're giving can, away jobs, man. They can't ha- find enough yeah. people. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's a motivation for anyone who's who's struggling. You know, if you're in a in a dead end job or you're doing something and you hate it. Um, I love the stories. I mean, you get it every day as well, Chuck. People who are medics or in retail or you know xyz whatever it is and they they break into it i think it is is a fantastic field because you don't have to have some fancy degree you don't have to have some fancy scholarship to break in and i mean cameron you you've told your story i'm sure but it's the same thing you followed sort of chuck's journey haven't you same kind of idea do some certs and break in yeah 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 whenever i mean i was not in any way a good high school student it's yeah. like I, I, I he was, wasn't. Yeah, he he was grounded a lot when he was. I was younger. I was terrible at school, but I've always liked technology. So whenever Chuck went and like I think you had got your CCNA and were a network engineer, probably mm-hmm. about the time I was a freshman or sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. So by that point, I was like, all right, it's pretty clear. I already kind of know what I want to do. Like I, I was already really interested in what what he did, and he kept. Almost every time I saw him around that time, he was like, "When are you gonna get your A plus? When are you gonna get your A plus?" Oh yeah, yeah, I was bugging. He was hounding me to get it, yeah. And I ended up getting that right before I graduated high school, probably like a month before. And then, uh, speaking of which, I think I think that's probably what people need. Like, if you if you're struggling to find that motivation to start your your journey. Find someone that can bother you about it. Mm-hmm. Like get yeah. into a community. It's like, hey, can you hold me accountable for like what I want to do, and and tell them not to leave you alone. <laughs> and, then, and then right after I got my A plus, it was when you get your CCNA. Yeah, it was just yeah. one one new thing. And then AWS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they have another. 
Oh, Agreed. Man. I mean, if you if you can find someone to mentor you, it, it helps a lot. I mean, Chuck, you mm-hmm. were mentoring Cameron along the way, um, and it, it like I mean, I remember you mentioning you you're building your Discord, and you and I both have Discords. Um, even if you, that's where the you know it's so much nicer these days. I mean, the fact that we can talk like this, um, you you can join these virtual communities. You can. There's a lot of people out there that will help you if you're struggling um, and hold you accountable. Find a study buddy, and you know, study with someone else. Um, you know, you're not alone. It's not like you're all stuck by yourself and no one's there to help you. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it can feel that way if you don't reach out and you don't intentionally yeah. put yourself in those communities. So yeah, my Discord, David's Discord is fantastic. Um, both communities, you can find some people. Actually put yourself out there. You have to make an effort. But anyway, so where we're at in the David Bommel story is David has, uh, you got your MCSE, um, you, you did all the extra work, and now you're working on a help desk. Uh, and then, then you, then you went and got your CCNA, right? So you paid for that. Yeah. So, um, and we, and we know this path ends and you get in your CCIE. So kind of describe what made you, or the, the story of how you went from CCNA to CCIE. And, and the CCMP wasn't even around back then, was it? No, it was. I mean, so I, oh, um, okay. it's, it's, it's one of those like things in life, you know, if you put yourself out there, you, um, doors open, you've got to, you've got to push. Um, so uh, it's a funny story. I, I was, um, I was studying CCNA, but I was actually doing dev at that time. So I was uh, doing, I got this opportunity to like write code and I got this opportunity to train MCSD. So it's like developer certs. Um, what were you coding in? Uh, Visual Basic, of course. Visual okay. Basic. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I thought you say something like really old, like Cobalt or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Assembly. I'm old, but not that old. Um, yeah, so I mean, I... Um, it, 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 it's a funny thing. I remember distinctly being on a bus and um, there was this financial director and we, we just started chatting. Um, it, it was like a company outing or something. So I was a contractor doing like um, MCSD training, but we were invited to go on this um, this company thing. And I um, got chatting to him and he was asking, you know, what am I doing? And I was saying, I was studying my, I'm studying my, I, I did my CCNA on the side. And then suddenly he was like interested, so t- you know, wanted to know more about that. And basically, the long and short was I got an opportunity to start training Cisco stuff. So um, when I spoke to the guy who ran the Cisco division, I mean, he's an amazing guy. He um, he wanted to know, you know, why why I was doing CCNA and you know, sort of what my ambitions were. And uh, basically, I joined, uh, became a Cisco instructor right in the beginning. Um, in those mm-hmm. days, there were there were like no Cisco instructors, so it was it was like growth 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 curve like this. Um, I, I like to say drinking from a fire hydrant because you know there was <laughs> there was no there were no Cisco instructors. There was very little information out there. But he was great, and again a, a great mentor. So I think the the moral of the story is don't don't be shy to you know look for opportunities, and even if you're not ready, you know someone might see the potential in you and help you grow. Um, oh, and that yeah. that had a big big change that that helped me a lot. So I mean, I in, in those days there were no Cisco instructors, as I mentioned. So we had to like study like madmen to to teach people because this stuff was growing. Um, so yeah, I was I, I, Chuck. You you know what it's like. If the best way to learn is to teach. Yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, if you can teach something, it forces you to learn it, and um, that helped me get my CCIE because I was. You know, studying and teaching the stuff on this the whole time. I basically lived and breathed Cisco for for a few years, um, and I was very fortunate to get my CCIE. Uh, it was it was an experience. 
And then that's amazing. Like, that's something I've always yeah. set my sight on to get my CCIE. And now it's it's not in the cards for me. I, I, I don't want to put in the time for it. And you and I have talked about that. I'm like, David, should I get my CCIE? He's like, you don't need it. I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're right, David. You're right. You got like, how many how many YouTube subs you got now? Is it like 2 million? Almost. I'm getting there. Don't jinx it. <laughs> okay, one, one and a half. So you've got like, I mean, it's it's that whole Casey Neistat thing again, Chuck. It's like you can go and get certs or just keep doing what you're doing. So, I mean, in your situation, I don't, I don't think it's it, it's necessary. Um, yeah, I, th I think back in the day for you as a, an instructor, it was almost necessary to say, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about because he has a CCIE. Mm -hmm. Now we have the, the capability to make videos and d demonstrate our skill set and teaching ability without, uh, <laughs> my voice <laughs> went out there, without uh, going through that process. And um, yeah. and I think that's, what's funny is, you know, you got your CCIE for Cisco stuff, but I think we're kind of doing the, or you're kind of doing the opposite now for ethical hacking things. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's like, how do you, it depends why do you do this i mean for a lot of us the reason why we get certs the reason why we get degrees is to get a job it's to get past the gatekeepers uh, to to get an, to an interview and i think in the old days uh, we've we've had this discussion many times in the old days the only way to prove knowledge or prove that you could do something was to get a degree or to get a certification but that's no longer true um cameron i mean if you're a young guy and you put your work on on the internet and put your code on github I would rather look at what you can do than look at your certs. Um, yeah. I mean, Chuck, you you interview like um, graphic designers and you know video editors, stuff like that. They're, the work that they do is much more important than whatever degree they've got or cert they've got. It's, it's so funny you said that. I was thinking about that analogy, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to say that. Then you went and said <laughs> it for me. But yeah, like I, I don't look and try to find Adobe certified people, which that is no. totally a thing. But like I don't care about that. Like, How good is your editing? That, that's mm -hmm. what I care yeah. about, and that's, and that's what people are looking for in, in hiring, um, especially nowadays where you can make what you do so visual and so real yeah. on the internet. Uh, you don't have to actually go out and get a real job to even show what you can do. That GitHub is insane. You can spin up your own lab and give people access to it. it the, if, if I were starting from scratch now and I had to do that, man, I would make an insane lab, as insane as I could, and make it as public as possible and make sure hiring managers could see that. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Uh, that's one thing I've been noticing from people. So when I was on my cloud team, we would the cloud team was also in charge of interviewing anyone we were bringing on as well. So we would do team interviews and there was one guy who ended up hiring who came in with the whole portfolio of stuff that yeah. he studied and he showed us actual like publicly facing websites that he had made using yeah. like serverless Lambda and AWS. And we we're like, okay, that's pretty impressive. This dude's already diving into the weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cloud, I mean, you can actually do what you'll actually do on the job in your own cloud lab, mm -hmm. mostly for free and maybe a few bucks here and there. And you can say, yeah, um, you guys need that? I did that. Like yeah. that's so yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's unreal. Mm. Yeah, I think the world's changed. You know, it's, you, these days you can show your work. I mean, like cloud, you can do a bunch. Um, what's that cloud resume challenge uh, uh, that that's been going around, uh, Cameron? You, you know, I, there's this AWS cloud resume challenge where you build your own website, stuff like that. I mean, that's so much more valuable than just saying you've passed a, a, a cert. In my opinion, um, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're doing it. And I mean, Chuck, we, we've been talking about CTFs and like doing labs and stuff for a long time. I mean, that's fantastic that that's available because if you if you're if you've done a whole bunch of CTFs, it means you've you, you know what you, you you know a lot compared mm -hmm. to someone who hasn't, you know, in, in cybersecurity. I think the networking is a bit behind with that. Um, that's something in we should talk about, Chuck. We should do something. But it's like, <laughs> you know, 
more don't difficult to show you show you show you experience sorry go yeah on. and i don't know if it'll ever get to that point i mean networking yeah. is becoming more to where it's it's more about development and programming yeah. and possibly yeah. there'll be things but i don't know i just don't see the networking community being that um the hacking community has always been kind of like that like they have challenges yeah. they, they get together i just don't think networking has what it takes it's not big enough yeah. um which is part of the reason that you know you and I decided to take that dive into hacking because it's already so cool. It's already cool people have built, and I wanted to, I just wanted to play with it. I know you had the same kind of idea. So now, David, I want to dive into. I think what's the most interesting part about your story is how you went from because when people hear that you're training Cisco, you're going to classrooms and teaching people in person. Like that's that's yeah. what you were doing. So yeah. how did we get to where you're making courses on Udemy and like now you're the go-to guy for Cisco CCNA? How did that start? I mean, it's it's you, you, like we mentioned right in the beginning, ride the waves. And, you know, Chuck, you and I often talk about this. Look at what's coming. Don't, don't think that the world's going to be the same tomorrow as it is today. I so I'll use another story here. There was I remember training. I used to do a lot of classroom-based training. So, you know, train ten guys or fifteen people, um, some kind of technology, Cisco, whatever. Um, and that was very expensive. I mean, it was only thousands of dollars. I mean, you can still do it today. Go to like the big training companies and pay thousands of dollars to mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. to be trained by an instructor. Um, it was very exclusive, very expensive. Um, you had an instructor for five days, and then <clears throat> then you were on your own. Um, and the world started changing. I mean, that's that's the thing. Keep looking at what's coming. Don't focus on the. I always like. I'm I, I'm an old man. Don't focus on the old technologies. <laughs> focus on the new stuff. Like, I mean, Cameron, if you were starting today, I would say go do AWS. You know, forget about yeah. like old stuff. Go and do the new stuff because that's where the jobs are. And Chuck, it's quite funny. You know, we laugh about this, but like anyone who says, you know, you need to have 20 years of experience before you can teach something, obviously doesn't remember that a lot of technologies that are very important today didn't exist only a few years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think the running joke is that um, you'll see these like, crazy yep. job requests, like, oh, yeah, i got to have yep. your CCIE and your CCDE, yep. and, then they'll, and then they'll joke, oh, yeah, in like 20 years of Kubernetes experience, with Kubernetes exactly. still have been around for like five years, maybe exactly. even less than that. No, I always <laughs> see that with like the development jobs where they ask people to become iOS developers, and they're like, oh, you need to, be, you need to have like 15 years of experience with Swift. Yeah, and like one of those came out like the language years isn't ago. even that old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, look at the look at the new stuff. So I mean, I think that's a fantastic thing about IT as well. If you're starting today, you've got zero experience. Don't don't study what I studied. Study what's new and important. So like, go and study GoLang as a as a as a programming language. Don't study <laughs> Visual Basic or something that's dead. Um, you know, study the new stuff because you'll be the expert in six months' time or a year's time or two years' time or whatever it is. Quick, it, quick the detour. ramp up is so quick. Sorry, go on. Quick detour. Golang or Python? I it's I still mm. think Python de depends which <laughs> depends which field you're going into, but like Python um, for networking definitely. Python for uh, cybersecurity still is the place. But um, you know, you you've introduced sorry you've you've interviewed John Hammond and so have I and he likes he was like you should learn GoLang, and mm -hmm. um, the more I look at it, I think it's it's really important. So it's something I'll be focusing on as well is um, you, it it's got a lot of advantages over Python. So I think if you knew Python is still hot today, but it's like the mm -hmm. um, it, it's like the mature language. GoLang is is coming up the rankings. So depending. Like your audience is big, Chuck. Depending on you know where you're going, uh, if you're doing cyber as an example, I would do Python because uh, it's easy to start with. 
but um, start getting into Golang as soon as you can um, because it's it's the new thing. And now, you know, old man, what was the, what was the question again, Chuck? <laughs> You're talking to another old man. I forgot to. So I'll just ask another question so we can brush over that. <laughs> do, do, you, do, you, do you feel like Golang and Python will kind of live together? Like they both have their same... Uh, like they have benefits in other places, or do you think that possibly Golang can overtake Python as like a dominant language, or do you feel like they both have their own place? In for, the, for the moment, I, for the moment, I think it's they both got their got their places. I think the you know what the problem is, um, you know we, we we laugh about old languages, but what do the banks run? You know the uh, you go you go to like a uh, I just saw it you know the other day you go to like a retail environment or an ATM. And they're running old versions of Windows. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the code in the mainframes is really old. Um, so old languages don't just disappear. Uh, companies are not just going to go for the latest, greatest new thing. So I think for the moment, both would be good uh, to know. In future, who knows? Uh, you know, Golang might take over from Python. I think there's too much legacy code and there's too much there's too much good stuff out there for Python to disappear in, in, in the near future because what? you can just import a library and do something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those, it's one yeah. of those things where like there's so much uh, training for Python where it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the easiest thing to get into. But to your point, like riding the waves, like if David came out with a Golang course, hmm. Or I, you, Chuck, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't even touched Golang. I haven't, I haven't touched it at all. I don't, I don't care about it yet. Uh, I know it's faster and I know it's better, but I don't care. <laughs> but you, I'm, I'm too the, old. <laughs> this is the thing, Chuck. It's like about, you, you, uh, when I when I study any programming language like Python or whatever, all that knowledge from the old Visual Basic stuff mm-hmm. still helps. And I mean, you're doing this fantastic series of Python on YouTube. Um, Thank you. This, the knowledge is, you know, you know, loops or loops. It doesn't matter which language you're in. There's, there's obviously changes, but get the. I think it's that whole thing. Get the principles. Understand the principles. Don't learn. Cisco, don't learn Juniper, learn networking, because if you understand networking, you can take that to wherever, you know, if you're learning cloud, then learn the principles of cloud, because mm-hmm. every cloud provider will have their own, like, funny, you know, mm-hmm. implementation, but if you understand right. the principles, that's that's what you need to, need, to, need to get. Don't focus on the terminology, whatever, understand the principles of programming, like a variable, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I found that. Uh, this is something that was pretty true for... I, I did like a little bit of studying for JavaScript, but I'd already had a good foundation with Python, and I saw a lot of things overlapped, and I was like, okay, that, that thing's really easy. Like, that's just, real, that's just like Python. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see how that carries over. And same for learning basics and principles when you move to different uh, fields. Like when I moved from yeah. network to cloud, the networking stuff still applied, and then that was still a, a big part of what I was doing in cloud was still networking, and it definitely came <laughs> in handy. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. Don't chase the cert, as like Neil Bridges always says. Don't chase the cert. Get the knowledge. It's it's. I think that that's that. There's a lot of truth in that. When you when you go through CCNA or whatever it is, you get the cert to get the tech, so you can get past the you know the gatekeepers to get to the job. But if you get that understanding, if you understand what you've learned, that that stays with you. And when you mm-hmm. go from one domain to another, if you understand the principles, it's it's just going to help you. So yeah, exactly. You go when you go to cloud. You know, Chuck, we do we do we doing like hacking, and I did a bunch of Python videos of how to hack protocols. Mm-hmm. If you understand protocols, it's easy to hack them because you can see where all the vulnerabilities are. If you understand how things work, then it's easy to break, much easier to break them, I think. Um, but if you if if it's just a black box and you have no understanding of what it's doing, you know, it's very difficult. 
Yeah, that, that's one thing people don't get about hacking is that are like, oh yeah, I want to become an ethical hacker, but what they don't realize is that you got to start with the foundational things. You have to know what you're breaking before you can break it. You mm -hmm. can't just come into a network and go, I'm going to exploit this network, but you don't know what HTTP is. You don't know what TCP and UDP are. You're, you're going to be lost. You have to go back and learn all that from the from the ground up, and that's that's the path you have to take. Or if you're trying to teach someone Nmap and they don't understand like a TCP three-way handshake, so yeah, whenever you're yeah. trying to do like really stealthy scans, like oh, I don't even know what's going on. I just know it's scanning stealthily. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's how you make skitties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we hear that a lot, don't we, Dave? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I've been in the game a long time, and it's like that whole thing, you know, just keep pushing that envelope and and learning. And I, I mean, there, there's some. It, I had a discussion with Neil the other day, and I mean, it was some, there was some like discussion about, you know, should you go and do a bunch of basic stuff first before you do hacking, or should you just dive into it? And I think, you know, sometimes we say you must do these thousand things before you become a a, a hacker. And he was kind of like, you know what? Don't bother. Just go and jump into something like that you mm -hmm. enjoy, and you'll see where your gaps are, and then go and study the gaps because your the idea isn't to become a CCNA if you want to become an ethical hacker. You want to become an ethical hacker, so go and do some stuff like Nmap see where your gaps are, and then realize you got to go and study that stuff to actually understand what you're doing. But don't feel you have to do like a whole bunch of certifications before you can even start using Nmap, because you'll lose all motivation by the time you get there. Yeah, I think that's the key too, is like you're saying, um, and I, I think it's a great strategy too, like just to jump into ethical hacking, like Nmap, and then realize your, your gaps. I think what a lot of guys might end up doing is just jumping into Nmap and just learning the tool and then moving on to the next yeah. tool and the next tool, but they never went back and learned those concepts. So as long mm -hmm. as you like write down, okay, I don't know what networking is. I need to go go learn that real quick and like get, get a more holistic view of how networking works. Um, I think you're gonna be safe. Now, I remember the question. So my yep. old net memory came back. Uh, we were talking about how you jumped into becoming a Udemy instructor and one of the oh, biggest yes. Udemy instructors in the platform, mm -hmm. I believe. H have you hit a million yet? Are you like close? No, don't jinx it, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like 900 and I haven't checked. It's 940,000 or something, 960,000, something so like that. So Guys, let's help David get there. Yeah. Go, Please. Because uh, you, you have some free courses that Bunch are incredible. Bunch of free courses, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just go become one of his students. Thanks. Yeah, so nothing. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing that you said that. So the, the whole thing was to like watch the trends, watch what's coming. And what I remember is instructors who didn't make the transition from you know, classroom-based training to online training, again, lost their jobs. Just going back to like the, you know, history just repeats itself. The PBX guys lost their jobs because they didn't jump onto the new technology. I saw that instructors lost jobs or, or you know, couldn't get work and had to change roles because things changed. The days of like classroom-based training were, were coming to an end. I could see that, you know, I like to see the trends. YouTube was growing like mad. Um, you could see a lot of young people were creating great content. Uh, you could see, you know, in my eyes, you could see where the world was moving. It was moving away from classroom-based training to online training. And, you know, I wanted to I wanted to change sort of what I was doing from like a contractor type person where I was just selling my time as an instructor to, you know, creating a business. So I, mm -hmm. for many, many years, have started, you know, creating online type training material. And um, yeah, when Udemy came around, that was fantastic because the going back in time, one of the hardest things in the in the old days was to try and sell my video content against all the big names. In those days, there were some big name companies, um, so you had to do Google AdWords, and you know it was a, it was a nightmare to try and advertise or try and market your material. And mm -hmm. Udemy was was a fantastic gateway for instructors because Udemy does the marketing, and you just focus on being a great instructor or being as good as an instructor as you can. So yeah, I started in the early days of Udemy. I mean, I think the 
in the first month I made a dollar, maybe two dollars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so for a long time I was making like ten dollars, maybe twenty dollars. It was nothing, um, you know, compared to where it's grown. And I think that's just another indication is you know don't don't hate the days of small beginnings if you like or don't despise the days of small beginnings because if you, things will start small but if you keep at it and you keep working on it it'll, it'll grow so i remember yeah very very little revenue but then you know because i was on the platform i made contact with the people at udemy they gave me an opportunity and another opportunity came and, and then it just grew from there and udemy has become this game changer because why would you go and pay two and a half thousand dollars for i think it's four thousand dollars when i looked at you know a recent price for a ccna course when you can get it for ten dollars obviously i was just about to bring that up because like, um you were i think you were one of the first people I, I i saw that was like okay right now the go-to is you pay a couple grand for a course maybe a couple hundred for a course and that's that was the de facto standard for getting good ccna content and you're like no yeah. no I'm gonna make it like 12 bucks and yeah. see how that works. And and you still stand behind that and it obviously works. That, that had to be pretty scary to make that jump because it's like, uh, <laughs> and I mean, am I just gonna give them my course for like pennies now? Like, and that, essentially sometimes yeah. that's, that's the case, right? So <clears throat> how'd you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, I think it's different now because it, um, I don't run a huge organization. I think, you know, these big, companies have instructors and then they have levels and levels of management and they have huge overheads like uh, buildings and equipment and stuff like that i mean i was like i can go and be in a contractor i could see where the world was going i mean that was already disappearing or i can try this so this i was i i just went all in for that and yeah you're right i mean some udemy courses i might i might make 50 cents or a dollar um, on someone's purchase because i mean they could buy it for ten dollars but there's all kinds mm -hmm. of fees that that get off or get taken off my attitude is an instructor like me can make enough money to be happy. I don't have to be the richest guy in the world. I, I, I make enough money. I, I look after my team and I. Um, I don't, you know, have to have a Ferrari. I don't, I don't care about things like that. So, but Chuck, you know, things are changing again because, I, you know, you're doing it and there's other guys on YouTube that are doing it as well. You know, $10 for some people is, is, the, is the price of a coffee, but for, for some people, $10 is, is still a lot, of, a lot of money. It depends where you are in the world. I mean, if you come from certain parts of Africa, I grew up in Africa and I've seen poverty, like extreme po poverty. And I mean, there's poverty in other parts of the world. If you, if you, if you don't earn much, then $10 is a lot. But what you are doing and, and lots of other people are doing is they're putting free content on YouTube. And I think, you know, the world's moving again. The days of like paying crazy amounts of money for online training are, are gone. Mm -hmm. um, I think the price is going to come down more and more and more. Um, I think you've seen this in, you know, in some of the Cisco learning providers or, or companies. And I mean, I, I, I say disclaimer, this is just my opinion, you know, who knows what's actually going on but um <laughs> from what from what i've seen you know the old days where companies used to run many many cisco ccna courses like live training courses that diminished dramatically and i think that's going to be affected even more going forward because why would you as a as a young person trying to you know get into it go and spend two thousand four thousand dollars if you can get high quality content for free on youtube and Chuck, I have to, you know, I, don't, I, I like to use you, you, use you as an example because, again, you're like the Casey Neistat of, of this of this game <laughs> where you take high quality, you know, but you, it's the truth. You make this really, really high quality content and it's free on YouTube. So why would I go and listen to, you know, boring content perhaps um, on some corporate platform? 
when I can just go into YouTube and learn about whatever you're teaching, really high quality content for nothing. So yeah, the, the, I, you've got to keep your eye on where the, the trends, where, where's the world going. So from my point of view, I see classroom-based training, that's kind of moved dramatically now to online training. Uh, COVID has only accelerated that. Um, uh, things have changed. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, don't want to go to, don't want to go into the office. They don't want to, you know, go to a classroom. They want to do everything remote. Um, why would I pay lots of money to have an instructor just for a few days and then that's it? It's done once the course is over. Whereas I can just get access to Udemy courses for my lifetime for ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever. Or if that's too much for me, I can get ad um, sponsored content for free on YouTube. And I mean, you've got the membership site. I've got a membership site. You know, why why pay huge amounts of money where you can support a creator like you? Um, join and your you, subscription service. And you, and, I mean, I, I think content. your your subscription is way more valuable than what I have to offer. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're in exactly, the early days. You're in the early days. So I am. I am. I'm, we're grow. scrapping. It'll we're grow. Scrapping. <clears throat> but I think you're exactly right how things are changing. And I mean, not to toot our own horns, and I'm totally going to toot right now. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> but <laughs> but toot, I mean, the horn. <laughs> um, you and I, we, we certainly have changed the way this kind of content is created. Um, yep. Typically, CCNA content or any, any kind of technical training was death by PowerPoint. You would never see video. You would never mm-hmm. see someone's yep. face. And now that's more and more people are doing that because you and I have introduced that. And they're, they're doing that to keep up. But they still can't touch the quality that you bring to the table and, and what I bring to the table. So it's, it's kind of changing the game a bit. Um, and also we're making it free, if not like super low cost. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't see how companies can, can compete with that unless they offer like crazy labs or something, which that, I think that's the only selling point they have nowadays. That's typically right? what I've seen is like they have sandbox labs. And that's the way they yeah. get you to go in, come into a subscription service. So I, I see often like people will pay for those those uh, subscriptions just for the labs, mm-hmm. and they'll still watch our content <laughs> for, to actually learn yeah. what's happening. So if we get the labs down, then <laughs> buy a big company. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you, like in the old days, you had you had one way to learn. You had to go to a, co- a class. Now you, I see it so often. You know, Chuck, we get tagged on so many tweets and you know messages like, "Thanks to Chuck, thanks to David, thanks to you know," and they'll list a bunch of other people. Um, people go where the highest quality is or the way that they like to learn is. Um, so, you know, perhaps they like your videos, perhaps they like my videos. It's funny, you and I are very different, but um, the way mm-hmm. you teach and the way I teach are very different, but it's different styles for different people. And I mean, I'm not offended if someone hates my content. It's, you know, go where the content is that's right for you. Because there's some people that will like my content more than your content, some people like yours more than mine. It, it's it's not a negative if there's more content out there and there's more options. I think that's a positive for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. Different people learn differently. Different people like different accents. I mean, some people hate my accents. Some people like it. It just depends. You know, I like it. I love it. Thanks. (laughs) Use the content that's right for you. And And I I mean, Chuck, I must say, I need to correct you. You started the training with video from what I've seen, not me. I I, I worked together, you know, in the past, but I, I learned a lot from you and, you know, and this is the thing, you know, as an older guy, you can always learn from someone younger than you. And I mean, never this thing that you have to have all this experience to be able to teach someone is nonsense because I, in my opinion, because you can learn someone something from a teenager or someone who's very new to the game. It just depends. So I learned a lot of my you know, tricks about, you know, this kind of setup from you. So thanks to you. 
Yeah, now you're showing me up. It looks fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I will say I, I will take the credit of bringing <clears throat> David Bombol's face yep. onto the internet, and that, <laughs> that made a huge impact. Um, yeah, if you look back in David's catalog, I don't know if, don't know if you still have the content up there. You should, because you should never remove it. But back in this early days, it was just just the screen. I think you yep. might have a Camtasia logo somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, by all means, it was still good training. But yeah, you've had to redo some of those things because like the quality you do now, people go back and watch it. It's like potatoes, you know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's so high quality now. And that's the thing, you know, in IT, you can't rest. If you want to rest, don't don't get into this game. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, take it easy, then go and do something else. Don't do this because in IT, you you can't stop learning and you can't stop innovating because everyone's doing it and technology is changing and i mean chuck who knows where the quality will be you know maybe next year you'll do vr or something yeah you yeah know, it's, it's gonna be network chuck in the metaverse if you want to train with me that's well where i'll be that's right i'll have a whole studio there yeah i have no like that could legit be the thing like we're joking about that but that could be what yeah. we're doing <laughs> it's gonna be the strangest thing and you and i will be right there <laughs> because we yeah, I mean, we're, we're gonna change and adapt yeah, I mean, it's like you, you've done it as well on TikTok. It's the same thing, you know. You, you, people don't like change. A lot of people like to, you know, keep things the old way. And I think if you do that, you've lost the game already. It's like TikTok's changed it entirely. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. succeeding on TikTok. And I mean, if anyone says you can't learn anything on TikTok, then they haven't obviously spent any time there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. I don't want to be controversial about it, but like you could do like a 30 seconds, 60 second video and I could pick up a tip just in that video. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's those, um, people don't get it. Like TikTok is uh, so good because you don't, ha- sometimes people don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. and they will yeah. just be waiting in line at a bank or whatever on the subway, pull up TikTok, a couple videos in, and if they encounter us, hopefully we leave them with just one thing, one little tidbit. And uh, But I'll be honest, I, I have this like old man thing that's making me resist yep. change, like YouTube shorts. Yeah. I, I still don't like it. I, I don't like, I, I don't, I, I love the long form content. I don't want to make dedicated YouTube shorts. Um, but I know that's kind of the futures, which actually that's yeah. my question for you. David, where are your shorts at? I'm, I'm a bit behind the times, Chuck. I'm waiting for you to like lead the way. No, it's um, <laughs> it's something that's on my list. Um, same with TikTok. I, um, you, you know what it's like? It's hard to create good content in many platforms or on many mm. platforms. And you want to do it well. Um, yeah, because like, it's it's easy enough to like have someone repurpose your content, which I have Austin doing, uh, one of my, ad, my 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 video editors. But you can tell, you can tell it was just like yeah. taken away, and, and the framing's all wrong. So mm-hmm. making it dedicated, I think, is essential. But yeah, it's like it's so early right now, and it's so hard to like plan for that. Uh, but I mean, whenever you find the the good flow with it, like you had Austin make that one little short from a uh, little article you sent him. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I thought that was like a perfect thing. Like I could totally see myself just quickly watching that in like a coffee shop line or something. Oh, then we'll do more of that. David, don't steal that idea. Which we're actually- <laughs> I'm going a, to, I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> which was a point I wanted to bring up earlier is that people often think that, because you know, we, we sometimes do make similar content. We often even we end up posting the same type of video within the same week. But people don't understand, like we're not competitors. We are complementary editors. <laughs> Complementators. <laughs> We're friends. Um, and and, and you, you always say it best, um, we all rise together. It's not a zero-sum yeah. game. Uh, when you make a good video, people will watch it, and they'll often end up going and watching my video on it and vice versa. And people have different styles. Like they exactly. Sometimes they, a lot of times, they hate my style because I'm just, I'm, I'm, 
fueled by caffeine. I'm, I'm annoying to a lot of people I know, and it prefer the easy listening of David Bombal. I mean, it's just like <laughs> that British accent. You're going to not put people to sleep in a bad way, but in like a, oh my gosh, like ASMR a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's just different. You know, everyone's got strengths and weaknesses, and I think you know, I um, I the feedback I get is I'm really good at doing like sequential stuff, like you know, do these ten steps and 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 you'll get it. Um, whereas you bring a lot of the motivation, I think, as well, and like the flash and I, I you know, it's you know what it's like, Chuck. The more you grow, the more people throw stones at you and criticize you, and they'll there's there'll be haters and there'll always be haters. You just got to ignore those people. Um, I think what you do, one of the things you do very well, of many things, is, is you motivate people to get into this field. And, you know, we let's have this discussion, Chuck. Why do we always do beginner <coughs> stuff? Why don't you do complex stuff? <laughs> yeah, and I, and that's that's one of the things. Like people, I mean, we we have so many requests. Like, oh, can you yeah. can you make a CCMP collaboration course for me? Can you do a data center course for me? Yeah. No, because no. all all three of you would watch it, and that'd be fantastic mm -hmm. for three of you, but. You and I, our, our, I guess our goal and our business model doesn't fit that. We're not no. trying to reach three people. Uh, we're trying to reach the bottom of the pyramid. All the people are trying to get into IT. So there's like a hundred thousands of people trying to learn the basics of Linux. There's like maybe 300 people trying to learn the advanced part of Linux. And yeah. and I think, and I, I know you, you and me, uh, David, we, we've talked about this at length, but the, the problem that most people have is just getting past that initial technology yep. hurdle, just getting started. So you you do a fantastic job at just getting people. I mean, talk about motivation. Like you, you I think you're more well known for motivation now <laughs> mm -hmm. than I am. I'm just the guy who teaches people how to get cryptocurrency and hack things in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> right. right. I can always expect a nice motivational quote from David on Twitter in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's like I, I do my wordle and then I look at David Bombas' <laughs> uh, motivational quote and I'm ready to go. Um, I appreciate it. But yeah, I mean so, it's. Go ahead, I was going to say, I mean, it's it's it, it's exactly that. It's the same concept on Udemy. You know, if you if you're going to price low, then you have to go for a big audience. And it's the same on YouTube. If you want to grow on YouTube, you, you you're going to go for topics that a lot of people are interested in. Um, you're not going to go really deep. But you know, it'd be interesting to see what the audience says. You know, do they want us to go deep on on specific topics? It really depends. And I mean, Chuck, it's the same thing. Why do we change the videos that we make? Because it, this has been your and my experience, I think, is that if you do a very niche networking video, the views will never be as good as, you know, a more general purpose video, but like NFTs or whatever you, you, you decide to do. It's oh, yeah. Just... Where's, the, where's the David Bumble NFT videos? <laughs> Uh, or that right scary off of it. Right, 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 right click. <laughs> but to right touch click, on that, that's all touch, I need. Touch, touch on that one point you're talking about, like I can still find myself coming back to your videos or David's videos of just really entry level topic things, and I can say I'm not an entry level person anymore in IT, and I can still find myself watching these videos and still being entertained and maybe yeah. learning a particular point or a different way of viewing that entry level topic that's still beneficial to me even not being a beginner anymore. But you'll forget things. I mean, Cameron, you come on, you, you, you did A plus what, quite a few years ago. 2016? How much are they, yeah. yeah. How much do you remember? I mean, you forget stuff. I mean, oh, I remember I, stuff about static electricity, walking on carpet before you touch a computer and stuff like that. That's pretty much that's it. That's pretty right, much yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, Chuck, how, how often has it happened to you or, or Cameron, you, 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 you know yourself, where you where you look for a information about a topic because you've forgotten it and then you end up watching yourself again or, you know, doing watching or reading something that you wrote or, or created um, because you forget it. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I will 
be trying to make a new piece of content and there's something like basic that I can't remember, yeah. but I know I made a video about it. So I'll <laughs> exactly. go back and watch myself because I forgot it. And like, exactly. and, and that's, that's kind of like, and I know you, David, you do a great job with this. And this is my goal with my content is I know I'm, I'm teaching a large new audience at the same yeah. time. I want the old guys to be able to come back and go, Oh, I remember that. That's a good refresher on that. Mm. And I'm entertained at the same time. That's the goal. And, um, it's very hard, though. Very hard. It's very difficult, but people to understand like that's the, that's the game of YouTube is to try and reach yeah. this many people and not this many people, and and that's that's what we're always trying to do. And at, at the end of the day, and I never thought I'd be this, and I know David, you never thought you'd be this, but like we are no. we are YouTubers, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's a weird thing to say. I mean, you're you're almost in a million, and I remember us talking about like, oh my gosh, can you imagine a hundred thousand? I can't even exactly. imagine what, what's going to happen exactly. with that. And yeah. and now here we are, and it's insane. No, I think you both say it's hard to entertain that. I'm not, I'm not a part of the older crowd, but I still think, like I was saying, when I come into these videos, I'm still extremely entertained. No matter if I already knew the topic, I think you guys still do really well about keeping it entertaining just by trying to appeal to that greater audience. Mm. And, and just the excitement is still there. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I mean, it's, um, you know, there's something fantastic about teaching someone and imparting knowledge. It's, um, it's, it gives you a good kick. You know, it's a, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great feeling to be able to help people. And I mean, Chuck, you probably get it as well all the time. You know, people sending you messages about how they, you know, change their lives or change their the fortunes of their family or whatever, because they learn something. And I think that's it. For me, it's that's the big thing. You know, it mm -hmm. needs to be valuable to teach people something that they can and take away with and, and do something. Speaking of that, I mean, you are the you're the de facto king of giveaways. You give away <laughs> so much stuff. Like if you watch David Bombo around Christmas, I mean, it's gonna be a good Christmas. Cause you, I mean, yeah, some people don't win because there are things that are have a finite quantity, but for the most part, you give away courses that are available to everyone. They just need to jump in and grab it at the right time. That's crazy. And, and, and that's the heart behind what you do. It's not like I'm trying to get rich. It's like we have an extremely amazing opportunity, uh, both you and I, to reach so many people. And it's, it's kind of a burden, it's kind of a responsibility. And you handle it so well. You 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 give away so much information and it's a true blessing to people. And I think that's kind of like, um, yeah. I, I think it's it'd be fun for us to talk about our faiths too. Like we we are yep. men of faith. We, we share the yep. same faith and uh, we're both Christians. Yeah. And that's what drives us. That's that's it's the love uh, of, of Jesus that drives us to do this kind of stuff. We don't talk about it all the time because you know what? No. We have a large audience, and they have different belief systems. And at the end of the day, we're not there to try and convert people. We're here to bless people. But that's where we come from. That's the reason we are the way we are. You know, I, I could give you this like story from my life. My both my parents are well. My dad's passed away, but they were both medical doctors. My my mom is is retired, but they were both medical doctors. But they, I remember my mom giving up, and my dad the same. They could have made a lot of money um, if they'd gone into private practice, but mm -hmm. they were in a mission hospital in South Africa helping people who couldn't afford anything. Um, so they didn't do it for financial reasons. They did it to help people. And I think that is carried through to me. It's like, yeah, you can, you can make a lot of money doing it other ways, but that's not the motivation because my my father-in-law recently passed away just a few weeks ago mm. and it's a reminder chuck you know we talk about this stuff it's a we don't want to get all philosophical but it's a reminder that 
life is 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 finite you, you're going to die at some point and Cameron I mean when you're younger perhaps it, it, it doesn't seem so real but like when your parents or grandparents pass away it, it's it's a, it's a real reminder that you need to make the most of your time and I, for me it's like okay I could get a Ferrari who cares um, if I can help extra people that that's a lot more valuable valuable to me and chuck i'll say about the giveaways the giveaways are tough because you know you you try and give away as much as you can but you you can only give away that much and unfortunately udemy have limited the amount of giveaways that i can i can give i am i allowed to say how much how much i gave away in one month oh go for it so i gave probably in the region if you work out the price five million dollars of courses in, in one month wow wow i could have made so, I, I made a lot of money but no, that's not what happened. I've, I've seen some others brag about how much they give away on twitter but that doesn't touch that man that's a lot of money i know mm. yeah i mean it's 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 who cares about bragging about that stuff it's about helping people mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't like to i don't like to say it, but it's um i would still be giving away as many as i could but Udemy have limited that now because obviously there's a cost to their business. So I can only give like a thousand away a month or, you know, per giveaway. But yet at some points I was giving like 50,000 in one go and it was more than that in some months. So I think that'll be a good transition to talk about like, okay, if you're giving away so many things and you're charging like $10 for your courses, David, how are you surviving? How are you living? And, and, and I think it's gonna be a great segue into like how people can support your mission. And, and we, I mean, we have pretty much the same business model. Yeah. <laughs> we, we provide a lot of free training and we kind of have a hope and a prayer on the side of like, please make money here. Um, so what, what like, I, I know we both make money on YouTube. YouTube's a thing. I mean, you probably got an ad on this video. And uh, yep. so how, and, and you, obviously you make money on, off Udemy. So without saying exact figures, how, what's the percentage of YouTube versus Udemy for you right now? Yeah, so Udemy is still the, the bulk of my business, um, but I'll just say this, Chuck, you see this wonderful room. This is like my mansion. It's actually my garage. So, um, <laughs> no, I remember when you were getting that built out before you were in a telephone booth like Doctor Who. Yeah, that's I, right. <laughs> if you, you can go back and actually, Austin, go back and find one of those videos. It's hilarious. And we used to have these like four hour meetings and you would like get all hot in your booth and stuff. It was really fun. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then you moved out into an office and then I remember you getting construction and all that. And it was super noisy and, yep. <laughs> and you're, and you were stressed out. That was so fun. Uh, but no, it looks fantastic in there now. And you're great. in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I, um, I, I believe like keep your, keep your costs low. Um, spend less than you earn. That's the way to live. Um, but yeah, Udemy is still a big part of the business, but I think things are changing, Chuck. I mean, you and I have a lot of discussions and we help one another. Um, and you've kind of given me a lot of input about, you know, getting sponsors for YouTube and stuff like that. So I expect that to grow a lot in in, in the in the next 24 months or 12 months. So I will probably pivot more into, you know, giving away more free content on YouTube and creating more content and getting companies to pay for it. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's that whole model. What do you, where, where do you, you still have to eat. So where do you make your money? And I mean, you have overheads, I have overheads. And, you know, going back a bit, Chuck, you and I have grown. And uh, I think that's the problem sometimes when you create content is in the beginning, it was just you by yourself and it was me by myself. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as you grow, you, you have to take on staff and people to help you grow and the costs involved in that. And Cameron, you work for free. Is that right? 
Uh, <laughs> I freaking wish. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's my most expensive ac- acquisition. Oh my gosh, I'm not. Well, you got now. an AWS engineer. You know, you, you got to <laughs> yeah. pay for that. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm paying an AWS engineer to sit here and talk in a microphone. Like, oh my gosh, I'm questioning my life decisions. No, no. He's, <laughs> do, he's do, you, do you think I'm worth it, David? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Chuck needs someone. You know, needs someone to keep him in line because otherwise yeah, he's going to be jumping from topic to topic forever. Yeah, to balance uh, me out because I'm erratic. Yeah. You know, I think it's actually. I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure everyone else is curious. Now, I'll probably. I think I already know this, but how large is the David Bombal team? What do you have behind you right now? Well, I think it's, I mean, it actually leads into a great story about how you support families with what you do here. Yeah, we over ten. I think I'll have to. I'll have to do a count, but it's like over twelve people at the moment. Um, wow. But based um, around the world. Um, yeah, and it, it's exactly that, Chuck. You know what it's like when you employ someone or someone works for you. It's you, it's not just your family that you have to care for. You have to care for their family and mm-hmm. their kids. Their kids. And I mean, the last thing you want to do is is make bad choices financially, which could affect not only your family, but those families as well. But yeah, from a financial point of view, you don't do this stuff for free. So you either... You either got to get someone to pay for the content or you've got to get someone to sponsor the content or have ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, people complain about ads on YouTube, but it's like if you want this free content, you know, either you pay for it and don't get ads. So like join your membership as an example or my membership or, you know, just watch the ads so that, you know, we can pay the bills because none of this stuff is free um, mm-hmm. and you still have to pay for your house and your electricity what and, and everything else. Um, so, yeah, my, t- my team's growing. Um, and there's some good stories there. Yeah, I, I, you told me a few things about how, I mean, you, you support families overseas, like entire families, yeah. and you and you changed their lives from like not having anything to like, now they can actually live and eat and with, without worry or concern, and they get to work remotely, obviously, yeah. and, and kind of on their own schedule. It's amazing. And like that, that's kind of like my goal, and I know you have the same goal, is to, we're not growing for the sake of growing, but like growing so like we can support more families locally and in, in, in our in our own lives, and then to be able to do more for people on the internet, more free courses, more free content, and people, yeah, do do complain about the ads, like oh, another sponsor on this video, he's taking sixty seconds to talk about a sponsor. <laughs> I just skip to this timestamp. Do me, I'll do you a favor. I mean. Either you could pay me all the money that they're giving me, <laughs> or we can let them pay for it. Which one do you want? Because at the end of the day, like we we do have overhead, and I think we we make the best choice in making the big companies pay for it, so you get the free content, people. So I think right. that's probably the best choice. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's where it's going. I mean, it's I think you and I had this discussion maybe twenty four months ago, twelve months ago, about like I think we discussed training will be free, and mm-hmm. I think that that's already happening. Um, yeah, so if you if you don't want to pay for training, then watch YouTube. But then you got to look at the ads, or you know, get what's YouTube Red or whatever it is, where you where you yeah, YouTube Premium, premium. Yeah. yeah, which I yeah. pay for. It's, it totally pays for itself. Yeah. I love it. You buy you buy a family plan. It's barely cheaper. It's like not barely more expensive than buying two. I think yeah, you have like five yeah. people on it. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, then you can skip the ads, but then mm. you're supporting the creator in another way. So yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, I think Chuck, you're on my heart is. You know, help as many people as we can, um, but you still have to eat. You still have to support mm-hmm. your family. You still have to. There's unfortunately expenses in life, so somehow you have to pay for those expenses either through, you know, selling courses on Udemy or um, having your membership or you know YouTube. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this: I think the our 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 subscribers and stuff have been fantastic. You and I have mm-hmm. can't complain. It's been amazing the journey that we've been on. And like you said, I mean, we started with nothing, uh, no no subscribers, and you know the the days of five thousand, ten thousand subs, we were tiny, 
and you know really want to thank everyone who watches our content because without them we'd be nothing i'd go oh, do like a nine to five job yeah. oh yeah yeah and and we would be both be miserable because you know we are both terrible yeah. employees <laughs> terrible this we know chuck because we try to do things together it's yes like, yes we did you can't have two bosses <laughs> no that that is the problem <laughs> so yeah let, let's talk about that so there was a little thing we tried to if, if you're new to me and david uh, we we started a very large collaboration called This Is IT, which was yep. a really terrible name. Like I thought it was very trendy, but it, it was at the same time around the Michael Jackson controversy, yeah. and um, his main album, his most popular album, was This Is It. Oh man! <laughs> so so the searchability, the SEO for that was a huge. I'll blame deal. you for the name. <laughs> that, I will take that on. But anyway, so we, so we started this, and we started this membership, and you could come and watch our content and support us. We started a podcast, and we were basically going to start like creating courses together. We started tackling yeah. the, we were gonna do a CCNA together at some point. We started the Security Plus. <laughs> Where's that? It never happened. Um, yeah. It just turns out like me and David are, well, obviously we're different. And I think that was gonna, if we if we found a way, I think it would have been very successful. Um, yeah. Just being far apart, having uh, busy families. I mean, you've got kids, I've got kids. And also different, um, I, just different mentalities. Like we, we both are are leaders, managers, and we we like to pivot and like chase things. <laughs> when yeah. we get an idea, we like to go over here. So the idea of us working together on a course for a long time just was not built for us. <laughs> so we tried, we tried, but it died. It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we tried things. I mean, it's and I think that's what you know. When you look back, you realize it's a journey, and um, you know, it it would, it would be nice if life was just a straight line, but it's it's never that way. And you're going to try things and you're going to end up in dead ends. And, you know, Chuck, I think the important thing is that we continue doing things where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you, like you said, we, we've, I think when you when we started that, you had just stopped being a full time employee. Um, and mm-hmm. your sort of knowledge today compared to then is, is exponential because um, mm. you're running a you know a successful business now. Um, yeah, because like if we would have started like if we tried to start this as IT now, um, we, I think we'd be a lot better off. We probably actually do something. Yeah. Uh, which hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is IT too. <laughs> Come up with another name. I'm always open for it, Chuck. So I mean, it's um, it, it's. Let us I know think... if you want us to do something together, guys. Comment below. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's I'm always open for for ideas. Uh, you got to try things. Um, mm. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But yeah, definitely open for it if you if you if you want to do something again. But we'll have to we'll have to rename it, and yeah. <laughs> maybe Cameron yeah. can can run it and sort it out. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we we're obviously terrible at it. So and that's and that's part of like why we have to expand. I think uh, both you and I know what our strengths are and where yeah. we really fail. So we try to hire people that complement us and uh, overcome our weaknesses. Um, but I you know I remember. I kind of want to talk about the origin story of This Is IT because it initially started with that first conversation we had. We are like, hey, let's let's make content together. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I work for CBT Nuggets now. Yeah. And then yeah. we we tried to collaborate on off and on, um, and we ended up going to a, a Cisco-sponsored event one time. We, we met for the first time in person. That was so fun. Yeah, that was cool. And then, um, and then we ended up going that, it was that same year, we went to Cisco Live together and you yeah. actually stayed in my hotel, <laughs> which was fun. You slept on the couch, I was in the bed. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, thanks for giving me a place to stay. Uh, that, Otherwise course. it would be on the street. 
we should totally do it again, but you know, this time let's make yeah. sure you have a bed. Uh, <laughs> but it was really fun, and we got to walk walk around Cisco Live like celebrities for the one time in our lives. That was that was really fun to do. Um, but at that point in time, I think we both decided like, hey, we we definitely need to do something. I was still working for CBT, but I think at that time I'm like, you know what? I need to start making my way out because I want. It's not that I wasn't doing good work at CBT. It's that it's, it was a big company and there was a big paywall between my content and the audience. And I mm-hmm. wanted to work with you to do something really, really cool. So we yep. tried, we, tr- we tried it out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we're in a better place now. Uh, who knows, who knows? <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. So, I was just gonna say, I mean, people might not realize, but the amount of work it takes to create a YouTube video is insane. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to, to, to create constant quality takes so much effort that you get distracted from other things or you know other things can distract you from the main purpose which is to create good quality content and i think I, i've really struggled with that and i'm assuming you have as well you know to try and get to everything else while you're trying to create this great content is hard yeah people like i mean i know we'll see in the comments where's the next thing where's the next episode oh yeah. come on more 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 they have no idea how much work that is i mean now i've got people who do it for me i've got a video editor i got a thumbnail guy i've got cameron doing stuff but even that it still takes a tremendous amount of time and work and before it I does mean, both you and i were just doing it ourselves thumbnail and everything and that was a tremendous amount of work so yeah the and, and then you, you look at all these bigger youtubers like mr beast or any anyone else they have they're running like Fortune 500 company staff. Like it's, in, it's, it's insane what they have. Yep. The the behind the scenes on that is crazy. So yeah, the, what goes into making courses and content, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I, I had I had no idea because I definitely came in from a. This can't be too hard. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got editors, he's got people help him do it, and I come in and I'm like, this is still hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ka- Cameron's kind of my protege, right? He's, he's learning, um, but yeah, he, he realized that like the hardest part of the, the job is like finding the good ideas mm-hmm. and then scripting it and trying to make it interesting and then just sitting in front of the camera and like not being boring yeah. <laughs> and, and not tripping over your words. It's an entire skill set that you, you don't even know. Um, it's definitely weird for me coming from only technical things to going to teaching and being on camera. It's completely different than what I was mm-hmm. doing a week ago. So it's, and he, he's doing a great job, but it's definitely fun to go back and, and uh, kind of try to relive my learning experience and like, okay, how did I learn how to just like sit here and talk in front of a camera like an insane person? Because you're talking to yourself all mm-hmm. day. How did I learn how to do that? <laughs> so it's interesting. I think, I think we, we need to tell the story, Chuck. I mean, when we were at Cisco Live, you told me how you started or when you started creating YouTube videos or like not YouTube videos, but like videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you. So you got to you got to share that story because you you weren't like 25 when you started creating videos. Oh mm-hmm. no no yeah like people I, if you look back at my channel my first video on the channel was back in 2014 and I was like in a in a little server room in the back of my my company but that was just that channel I have another channel where I tried to become like a <laughs> legit YouTuber and um, I used to make YouTube videos all the time from the age of like. Actually, our, my my first I had a massive like over the shoulder camera that took mm-hmm. video cassettes, and I would make um, I would ma- force my brother and my sister to fight mm-hmm. <laughs> and do stunts. <laughs> and I would yeah. make videos off that. We so, have so many home videos of that. So I would edit those and put them together, and then um, 
if you guys remember the cinnamon challenge, where you take a spoonful of cinnamon, you put it into your mouth and try to swallow it. Very, very dangerous. You ended up spitting it out into a cloud of smoke. Um, turns out, yeah, it's very unhealthy. Everyone was doing it, but I was the first one who had a video that did that. Mm -hmm. At least that's what YouTube claimed. Um, so I had... I had. Uh, yeah, this isn't us claiming this. YouTube actually claimed that his was the first. So I'm just going to go with that. I'm not sure if mine was the first, but they said it, so they, it's true. Uh, so I had all my family do it, and he was actually eight years old in that mm -hmm. video. So actually, you know, Austin, link that video below. It's still out there. It's got like three million or so views. Back in the day, that was huge. But yeah. So to David's still, point, still, still is big. But yeah, back yeah, in the day, is, that's yeah. huge. But to David's point, yeah, like you see me on YouTube and what I do here. It wasn't just starting with IT content. It was a whole history of me growing up and like just knowing how to start talking to cameras and, and torturing doing, his siblings and torturing <laughs> torturing siblings. So yeah, it, it's it's a lot of stuff to to learn and do. Um, so like when you look at people and and their journey, like it wasn't overnight. <laughs> it's a lifetime of learning different skill sets and, and building those up. And that's what I have to think about whenever I'm not doing so well on the camera. I have to think, okay, he's been not only been doing this, I guess you could say professionally for like four or five years now, mm. that you were also filming yourself like crazy and making videos since he was able to hold a camera almost. Pretty much, pretty much. And, and David, I, I know you're the same way. Uh, and I, I'm curious, David, how, how did you find the because I know you initially taught in front of people, which I think is way scarier than being in front of the camera. Um, how did you find the confidence and the and the way you are now to be in front of the camera? What was your mentality? It was tough, hey. I mean, I remember us talking about, you know, doing more camera stuff. And my original videos were just, as you, as you mentioned, voiceovers. And that's a lot easier. And that's why I had that, that crazy booth, because it was just good sound. But you didn't, <laughs> you didn't see the face. And I, th I think it took me a year to to make the move from like because I'm an old guy. It took me a long time to go from like voiceovers to actually having uh, a camera. And I mean, Chuck, that's a whole new new skill set. I mean, I can talk about BGP or you know Wi-Fi or whatever, and then you have to learn about like camera settings, ISO, lighting, um, and yeah, lighting. It's, it's hard. Sound. I mean, the amount of microphones that I went through was ridiculous and the amount of cameras <laughs> that I went through was crazy. You know, that's a whole new world that you have to learn. And I think that's that, that was quite a journey for me to go from like, okay, I'm just a techie. Now I'm going to, you know, do this on camera. It, it was tough. And I think, you know, I, I say I'm old, but Cameron, I think, you know, the younger generation, your generation and, and my kids, as an example, they grew up with this stuff and it's natural yeah. to be on a camera. But for mm -hmm. someone like me, it, it's something that you had to learn. You have to learn to be relaxed in front of a camera, and that took me I'm a long time. It. <laughs> Did you say you're learning it, or I'm oh, learning no, it? No, I'm it. still learning it. Like, it's, for me, it's not something that's supernatural, even though I've been on camera a good yeah. amount, like even previous videos with Chuck. It's, it's still something for me that I'm getting used to, but it's definitely getting better. But yeah, definitely, like yeah. what you're saying with trying to, one, making content for me is completely new, but doing yeah. it, being on camera, and trying to balance everything at once, is, it's definitely new. All new for me. It's funny. I was just doing a video today. And I mean, I've just spent four hours creating enough content to throw it in the bin because stuff didn't work. And I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's the hard piece, you know, like when they watch your YouTube video of 10 minutes or whatever it is, Chuck, I mean, that could be hours and hours of frustration because, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it is ex typical of what happens. It the, the the thing works. And as soon as you hit record, it doesn't work. Yep. Yep. I mean, I can't tell you like my best videos are videos that I've had to completely re-record and re-edit yep. two or three times. That means like sitting there for like four or five hours, like you say, David, recording and everything, and then getting to the editing, and you edit for four hours, and you realize, oh dang, 
this doesn't look yeah. good, doesn't sound good, yeah. or I didn't, I didn't explain that well. And I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like when we produce content, it's going out to a lot of people and we have the pressure of like, okay, they're, they're gonna call us on this. And not only that, we, we also have a responsibility of teaching it well, making them excited, yeah. not lead them in the wrong direction. So like, I have to scrap it, I have to do it again, because I gotta maintain that quality. It is hard, <laughs> really but, hard. But just, you know, coming back to the audience and everyone who's watching, it's just remember that you can learn this stuff. Like me trying to learn video editing. I mean, Chuck, you laugh at me with my video editing skills. I mean, it's it's something that you learn. Um, and in the beginning, it's tough. I mean, you know, Cameron, when you start like doing this stuff, it's going to be difficult. But like six months, 12 months from now, it's going to be easy because you're just mm. going to pick, pick that up as another skill. Just like you can pick up AWS or pick up networking, you can pick up anything else. It's just put the effort in. And yeah, I think I'm trying, I'm trying just to try and do it. something every day. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I'm trying to embrace it as kind of like a, can't really take the, it as, as like journey, a certification. Yeah, yeah just yeah. trying try to embrace it. Like it's something new you have to learn. It's still a, still a really valuable skill for you to learn and mm -hmm. just go in deep and just figure it all out. Yeah, and you'll get it. I mean, mm -hmm. you you got the talent already. You just got to develop it more and he'll do it. So look back on this, guys, and look back on, on how the videos are now and then see in the future. Like let us know if you, yeah. you notice a change. Um, now, David, I'm, I'm curious now, uh, what's, what's the future hold for you? If you don't mind sharing just some some of your plans, so what what can people look forward to on davidbomble.com, the YouTube channel, Twitter, TikTok? Uh, where are you going to be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I I might as well announce it now. I mean, I want to I really want to work on the um, on the clips or like uh, the shorts on YouTube because I think that's important. I I've I've left TikTok for too long, so I want to I want to work on that. But I mean, Chuck, it'll be interesting to get your opinion, so we can like talk about it right now. And like, this is one of my plans. Let's do it. Let's have one a of the yeah. Yeah, one of the issues I've got, and I'm, I'm assuming you have a similar kind of problem, is, you know, in the old days, I could create a video on anything, and the views weren't what they are today, so it didn't matter. But the problem now is when you have advertisers or you have, like, a big audience, you want to create content that's relevant. And the issue is, like, coming from a networking background, I always like to use this example. I could create an advanced BGP video. And like you said earlier, three people would watch it. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem because I don't want to leave people who who have progressed in their career. And I don't want to, you know, just focus on brand new content, uh, like beginner content. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a second channel, um, uh, which I've already registered. And I'll start Ooh. posting more content on that that I think is not as broad because um, I can't think of a better way to do it. So Chuck, so, you, you challenge you got to do it as well now. No, it's so funny. Like I, it, we literally are making more channels uh, before that. It's like you're right. Like what people don't realize is that when you when you work with brands, um, yeah. they they look at your your average uh, view viewership on a channel, and that's how they determine how much they're going to pay you. So mm -hmm. sure, yep. we can make the detailed, awesome content, but if it gets like five thousand views versus that Raspberry Pi video that we did for one hundred thousand, that's going to affect how much we make. So exactly. it's better for us to put that somewhere else. So you still get the benefit of seeing that, but we don't get take the hit on it. So mm -hmm. it's it is an interesting battle. But yeah, it's a good strategy, David. I can't wait to see it. So when is that channel going live? Well, well, hopefully soon. I mean, it's it's registered. <laughs> um, I I just need to put some content there. Um, but it's um it's interesting that you're talking about multiple channels as well. I mean, are, are you going to do a Mr. Beast channel as well? Is that right? <laughs> well, so. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're thinking about it. So I'm, I'm trying to think of ways to um, 
try, trying to up the game on the content, trying to yep. appeal to the younger audiences because you know, let's face it, the younger audience they have a shorter attention span now. Yeah. And um, that's what gets clicks. That's what gets figuring out ways to go big. Yeah, go, go big. big. So I, I want to take you know the typical teaching we do, um, but make it more fun and go crazier on it. So I, I'm not really sure what that looks like just yet. So that's why I brought up the Mr. Beast thing. I'm like, if I could be the Mr. Beast of tech, that would be really fun. Um, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, you see, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's this happens a lot with you and I. We, like when we spoke about cybersecurity, we often thinking very similar things. And then when we, we're just having this discussion live now rather than, you know, just talking offline. Oh, yeah, this ain't um, scripted at all. Yeah, it's just... Yeah totally just random like yeah we're on the same wavelength how they didn't happen like that's so funny <laughs> it happens it happens a lot though doesn't it yeah, i mean uh, you and i were both like seeing the same kind of trend or the same kind of problem and then we we discuss it and and come up with a solution so yeah for me the um the answer to creating more content for people who are sort of deep in their career or have been in their career longer or people who just want technical content that isn't as broad is to put it in a separate channel so it doesn't affect the stats i mean a, a typical example i mean you can see it on my youtube channel i'll create a cisco wi-fi video it's terrible i'll, mm. I'll create a a minecraft video it does extremely well mm -hmm. uh, so for for me the the difference in those views is so vast that it, yeah when you talk to advertisers or you know you want to promote your channel you you don't want to put videos on the, the main channel that are very specific or not going to get the views and that's just the nature of the game you know a lot of people throw stones at you chuck or me about the way we do things on youtube but there's a reason people don't always understand how youtube works we don't dictate the rules youtube does um mm -hmm. and if we've got to do what the audience wants and you know if people don't watch the videos then we're not going to create that kind of content yeah um, I, I love it when people on twitter are like Oh, you got those YouTubers who put the hacker mask in the thumbnail and all that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you, you know why we do that, right? Because yeah. you click on it. <laughs> like, like exactly. you, did you click on the video? Yeah, like you're talking <laughs> yeah. about it right now, and you're just you're, you're you're the reason that it worked. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the game, you don't understand marketing. We do exactly. And that's 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 and that's really when you think about YouTube and making content, making content's really half the battle. The other half exactly. is the marketing of it. No mm -hmm. one's going to click on that video if the title isn't good and the thumbnail is amazing. And um, it just cracks me up when they say that. Because I'm like, yeah, you know what? You have like 100 views on that video, buddy. So uh, <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I've, I've, seen this, I've seen this many times. And I mean, I think that's the difference between running a business and being, and it, I don't want to insult anyone. It's just something to be aware of if, if you're going to do this yourself. So if someone wants to be a YouTuber or wants to start their own business, the technical portion is a very small piece, like mm -hmm. you said, of the of the whole pie. Um, Chuck, you've got to deal with tax. You know, we we when you and I went through like when we oh, were doing this yes. is IT the tax stories. <laughs> it's like you got to do your own tax. You got to worry about tax in the US versus the UK or wherever. Mm. The the technical piece is the fun part, but it's a very small piece of the greater picture. And on YouTube, you know, marketing is in any business. Marketing is important. And the technical piece is, is, is less important sometimes than the marketing. Um, the, it's like any, if you look at it through history, you know, why did, you know, Blu-ray beat someone else or why did VHS beat someone else in, in whatever, you know, point in time. A lot mm -hmm. of it's marketing, a lot of it's branding, a lot of it's, it's, it's it, that's often more important in a business than just the technical piece. And I'm not discrediting technical skills. But I think it's important if you're an individual who wants to get more money 
don't just spend time on your technical skills, work on that, but you've also got to work on your branding. You know, Chuck, we, people hate this, but you've got to look at your own personal brand. You've mm. got to look at the way that you market yourself. It's like, um, yeah, I think Neil said it as well. You know, if you want to be this crazy good cyber hacker, but you don't put your name on or you, or you refuse to have a LinkedIn profile, how are you going to get a job? You know, yeah. how are people going to find you? You're being really good at cyber or, or technical stuff is great, but you still got to, you know, market yourself somehow. And I think on YouTube, that's basically what it's what it's about. If no one's going to click on the video, you know, what's the point of creating it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, to your point, good thumbnail, good title, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's so funny to your point too that you know marketing is is one of the best IT skills you can have now because things Definitely. have changed so much. And you know, I'm curious like, in talking about like products that succeed, Blu-ray and VHS. I'd be curious to see like Cisco or, or AWS, how much their budget is different from their R&D to their marketing budget. And I bet you yeah. their marketing budget is probably bigger than their R&D <laughs> because that matters more on success than actually how useful the product is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, we can get into like the politics and stay away from that. I mean, I don't know the figures, but I know Cisco spent a large amount of money on marketing. I mean, every mm-hmm. the whole reason you know, companies buy ads on, on television or in the old days uh, and now on YouTube is, is they're not doing it for fun. They're doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, agreed. Marketing is really important. So, yeah, take, take away or advice to anyone who's, you know, starting their career or in, the, in their career. If they're not where they want to be, learn to market yourself. Make contacts, you know, network with others. I mean, Chuck, you're a fine example of that. I mean, why you could have got 20 certs and we are going back to what we said in the beginning, but you, you have built this brand, this personal brand. And the same with me, you know, you build a brand. Don't just focus on technical stuff because you know, it's not going to get you as far. No. So you no, tell no. me about, tell me about your Mr. Beast channel and the other channels that you create. <laughs> so, I'm curious. so, I mean, I already have a shorts channel where I, I didn't want to yeah. load up uh, shorts on my main channel. It's mm-hmm. experimental. I didn't want to yeah. ruin what I already have. Exactly. Um, I actually may turn this main channel, my Network Chuck channel, into the Mr. Beast type stuff, if it works out. And, and like anything on YouTube, and really take this for your life, uh, I'm just gonna do experimenting. I'm gonna try yep. one video, and if I really enjoy the process, if people like it, then you know what? I wanna do another one, and if it really takes off, that's all I'm doing. That's, that's right. ex- Experimentation is the name of the game. Um, and that's how both you and I switched from we only made networking content to like we branched out to maybe like wireless and then maybe a little ethical hacking, maybe some Linux. And then we're like, you know, this is really fun. People really enjoy this. Let's make more of that. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. just how YouTube works. So yeah, um, possibly turning this main channel into something more fun like that. Because uh, like, honestly, if we look at, you know, you can look at my videos right now and same for you, David, the most viewed videos are the more fun ones. The, the ones yep. that are out of the box, uh, that are focused on ethical hacking most of the time. And it's just the fun projects that are really, really um, wide appeal to the bigger audience. So I'm doing that. Um, TikTok is always going to be a thing. Like I haven't really put a serious effort towards TikTok, but I, I have found some success, uh, a few viral TikToks that uh, yep. here and there. I will say, though, that TikTok is really, really getting down on the hacking stuff. So mm-hmm. anything I post hacking-wise, immediately ripped away, gone. So if you're thinking about doing hacking stuff, don't do it on TikTok. Yeah, um, I've seen the same thing, yeah, yeah. But Instagram uh, still is a, a really good. Like I actually, I'm getting more views on Instagram Reels now than TikTok. Mm, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, YouTube Shorts is still like I don't know. The whole Shorts thing is like I want to do more of it, but the money isn't there right now. Like it's it's all like just throwing it into the future R and D. Hopefully this is gonna work, but they don't really pay creators for it. So 
it makes more sense to make YouTube videos right now. But yeah, that's that's kind of the goal. I, I'm I'm experimenting, and David, I'm excited to see what you do with your courses. But yeah. um, what what are you gonna do for your main content? Are you still gonna have the same kind of stuff, or um, are you gonna start going bigger? I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as you, and I mean, I think there's another lesson here. Just because you think something's good, doesn't mean it is. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I like to say it doesn't matter what you think. It's what people do that counts. So, you know, dreaming about something, talking about something, it's all hot air until you try it. Because like you and I can say, okay, we think this is a good idea. And then people hate it. Mm. And then we know, okay, that wasn't a good idea. So I love what you're saying, you know, try things. And I agree, you've got to try different things. So, yeah, I, I, you and I have had this discussion in the past as well. I want to go more into programming um and like broaden it so you know networking was is too small a niche i mean i still love networking but it's too small i mean aws is is has really shrunk the pie for cisco if you like so um i i, I want to go because of my history as well more programming more data science mm. stuff like that um devops you've you've mentioned as a topic i'd like to go into that as well it's just it's it's been a slow process for me to put things into place to allow me to do that um, same as you, you know, Chuck, sometimes you stagnant for a while because you have to put stuff in the background to, to make mm -hmm. it work. I'm yeah, really I mean, hoping this year I'll be able to do that. Sorry, go on. Well, yeah, what people don't get is like the a tremendous amount of work we do for the video is just the production part. Mm -hmm. The behind yeah. the scenes where we have to actually learn the skill, that takes an extraordinary amount of time. Like well, it's, it's learning it and then also making a fun, recordable, engaging idea out of it as well. Yeah, and, yeah. and, learning, and learning enough about it to be confident to teach mm -hmm. it. That's a whole different ball game. Well, you know, I'm, I'm curious, David. Uh, can we expect more ethical hacking content from you? Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, I, I want to. <laughs> All right. I um, the metrics just prove it, Chuck. The metrics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm hoping you do the same. Um, I am. Mm -hmm. I I want to focus very heavily on on ethical hacking this year, but also expand. And I think you know, I did some. I did some videos showing how to use Python to hack BGP or OS. Well, OSPF is still in the, in, in the works, but like EIGRP use not just like tools, but also teach coding at the same time as mm. doing hacking. And I think, you know, you and I approach things perhaps differently, but I think the more we can create, the better. Um, I, I think I want to do a lot more. I, I want to up the ante of content that I produce, the quality and the amount of content, um, ethical hacking, but also into these other areas as well, just because I see that's where things are going. So, um, yeah, I, Chuck, you you changed sort of my perspective of training, and I think you had a big influence on the training in the Cisco world, where we went from like this on-screen training to like showing your face and stuff. And I mean, why not let's do that in ethical hacking and do this in other fields as well, where we mm -hmm. just improve the quality. I think the one of the problems is there's a lot of, and I don't say ethical hacking per se, but I see, I see this in a lot of niches where people have gatekeepers. Um, mm. And I, I think the best is if you just broaden it and make it available to as many people as you can. Like CCNA, they, I mean, um, Jeremy's IT Labs has done a whole CCNA course for free on YouTube. Incredible. Um, can't, it, yeah. what, what an amazing uh, uh, project he's completed. Like it's, it's, it's amazing yeah. he's stuck with it and it's free and it's amazing. So, I mean, like, why, why go and pay all this money for a CCNA course if you can just get one for free? I mean, Jeremy's yeah. done a great job with that. Um, you've done a bunch of CCNA content. I have CCNA content. There's other, <laughs> there's lots of other people out there as well. And I mean, why not do the same in other niches as well? Just make education free or as yeah. broad as possible. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, I mean, you and I, we were successful because we 
um, not just because we decided to make videos, because we we do have innate talent in what we do. Like you are really good at teaching. I'm good at teaching, and yep. I think we have something to offer to these other disciplines, uh, these other areas of technology. And sure, we've gotten some pushback on things, but you know what? It doesn't matter. The audience speaks for itself. <laughs> like if people watch us, then I think they're wrong. <laughs> you know? Uh. Yeah. My my attitude is more voices are good. So like if you, I always look at this like Cameron, you you are younger than me. Um, you have a different perspective to me. If you created content, you would put your spin on it or your view mm -hmm. on it, which would be perhaps for a different audience to me. Um, I think everyone has an opportunity. I don't care what you look like. You know, it doesn't matter what you sound like. Everyone has an opportunity to bring their voice, if you like, to the party. And I think more yeah. voices are better. Um, Chuck, you and I, again, very different, but we approach things differently and it's, it's, it works for certain people and doesn't work for others. So, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a new person in this field, you have something to contribute. Um, I always I, This is an analogy I always like to use. I remember when I got my like first iPad, my daughter was maybe two years old and she taught me something on the iPad. You know, I didn't know certain like <laughs> swipe did something. I didn't know. iPads were very new. And, you know, kids just do things. Chuck, you've mm -hmm, got kids. Mm -hmm. You know, they just yep. do things. And I looked at it and I said, how did you do that? And then I realized what you did. So, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, how much experience you've got, you can teach someone something just from your viewpoint. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think what I want to do, Chuck, I see it with you the same as well. I want to get my daughters involved. I'm because really I want the same thing. You're so yeah. funny. Right? Yep. Like on the same wavelength always. <laughs> it's, it's like they, I get called grandpa uh, on, on YouTube, which is hilarious because I'm not that old, but I'm, you know, I'm working on becoming a grandpa one day, but not, hopefully not soon. But, <laughs> Amen um, to that. You know, my, my daughter just turned 11 today, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I congrats. Nearly, I'm nearly a grandpa. Like, I'm, it could be, uh, hopefully not soon. But it's on the horizon, though. I can see it. It's exactly. Ah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I want them to be an example of, you know, young girls uh, can do it as well. Um, mm. So I want to get them involved, and you know, one day I'll retire. I mean, you could, it's it's hilarious to talk this way, but the best way to plan is to plan twenty years in in, in advance. Mm -hmm. You know, plan for the future. And I mean, one day they might take over the YouTube channel, or one day you know this old man will will disappear, and they'll have their own YouTube success or whatever. And I'd love them to have that. So yeah, I want to get them more involved. I want to scale the content and broaden the content, and I think they'll bring a different dynamic. My you know, my daughter's been on the videos, your daughters have been on the videos. It brings mm -hmm. a different dynamic to the video. It makes it more fun, makes it more interesting, and it broadens the, the audience as well. Yeah, I mean, like, it's so funny. We have the exact same goals. I mean, my goal for my daughters is that they never have to look outside of what I'm doing to find a job. They will That'd work be great, for me yeah. forever. And adding to your point, like, <laughs> they're, they're going to teach us stuff. Like, I'm already, like, actually just yesterday, my, my second oldest daughter, Addie, she's eight years old. We're sitting here trying to think of video ideas. We're always thinking of new ideas. And Cameron's like, hey, come here, Addie, can you help us? She listed off, like, ten amazing yeah, like, ideas. Yeah. Great ideas from, like, a child's perspective. Because we're like, if we want to broaden content, we've got to broaden it to everybody. So why yeah. not bring in a kid and be like, hey, what would you want us to do that you would watch? And, and, and that's amazing gold line of ideas. Yeah, gold ticket ideas. <laughs> we just said the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gave yeah. us a gold mine of ideas from a different perspective that, of course, we can't look from that perspective. Like, be, like we, we can look at a perspective of being a kid, but being a kid now is way different than whenever we were kids. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, with this whole I, YouTube I, age and all the entertainment, we have to figure out what they are wanting to watch now. And that's the thing. I mean, Chuck, you've probably noticed it. I've seen it with my audience. They've got younger and younger. Mm -hmm. 
uh, as time goes on. And I mean, it's not to say that, and this is, I mean, I don't want to lose the older audience. And this is why I want to create the second channel where I can talk to people who are more into their career and, and, you know, cater to them as well, because I don't want to lose that audience. Um, But to be honest, most people who watch YouTube videos are either new in their journey or perhaps starting in something. No one goes onto YouTube to look at how to get a PhD in something, you know, that's right. right. Like if people watch my videos and they'll comment, oh, I already knew this. This is so beginner level. My my response is, well, then it's not for you. Exactly. (laughs) Like I'm I'm making this like, and and that's the age old thing. Like um, I used to talk to Jeremy Chara about this. His, his goal with content was to get you excited enough and, and to get you to the point where you don't need him anymore. Exactly. And that's, and that's my goal. I, you shouldn't need me when you get to a certain level. You can research and learn on your own. But in that beginning, you're, less, you're, you're basically an infant in IT and you mm-hmm. need, for lack of a better analogy, milk. <laughs> 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 but you, I mean, you need that. You need to be coddled a bit and then you can move on to yourself. Because in the beginning, IT is a very big, scary world. There's right. so many things to learn. You don't know where to go. And that's what you and I do really, a really good job at is helping people figure that out, give them some tools and say, go run, kid, figure it out. <laughs> and we help them with that. But by the way, I cannot wait to see your daughters become more part of the channel. Like I know mm-hmm. you're, you're, uh, Appreciate it. you're, is it okay to say her name? I, I don't want to dox her on that. Yeah, no, sure. So Annabelle, she's yeah. fantastic. Annabella, yeah. She, uh, I, we actually, she wrote a book and we, we bought her book yeah. and the girls love Thanks. reading that. She oh, does uh, graphic design and like 3D art. So I'm excited to see what she brings to the channel when she gets to that point. That's gonna be really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell a story. I mean, I'll, I might as well tell it, yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Um, when she was young, she died, she almost died when she was like three months old um, of the, a very serious medical condition. It's something that we're still dealing with today. Um, she's 15 now. Um, the the doctors basically called me to the hospital and said, come say goodbye. It was it was at that level mm-hmm. and there was no hope. But I mean, it was a miracle. I, I see it as a miracle that you survived. And, you know, every day is a blessing. Make the most of every day with your with your kids and your family because you never know. Um, but yeah, they, they told me, these experts, that she would never be able to put a sentence together. They told me that she'd never mm-hmm. be able to read. They told me, all this nonsense. And I mean, she's writing her own books now. Um, it's incredible. incredible. So mm-hmm. the moral of the story for everyone who's watching is don't <laughs> listen to the experts who tell you that you can't do it. And don't listen to the people that tell you you're not good enough. And I think that's, you know, for me, you know, I get angry about that kind of stuff where people get spoken down to or people have mm-hmm. put walls up to try and block people because that's absolute nonsense if you want to do it then do it don't let other people tell you you can't do it i mean she's just one example of you know many many out there uh, i love these stories of people who have overcome crazy difficulties to prove the experts and all the naysayers wrong because you know if you put the effort in and, and you've got a dream then go for it don't don't listen to those people yeah, I'm, I'm way more impressed with people who push through adversity than someone who's like yeah. a like a like a natural prodigy at something. Yeah, I'm way yeah. more impressed someone who's gone through the weeds and made their way to be who they are than someone who's just naturally good at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I mean, and also talent will, all, talent will only get you so far. I mm-hmm. mean, someone who's naturally good at something, if they don't have the grit to keep learning and doing something, they're going to fall behind. You don't have to worry about that guy unless he has some grit. Because well, at that point, you can admire their grit and also admire their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are wizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the world is full of what is it, what there's a saying that the world is full of what 
talented poor people or you know geniuses who have never accomplished something something like that mm. i can't remember the exact saying but yeah it, i think one of the problems with having um being too good at something especially at a young age is you think it comes easily and once you hit the real world it doesn't work like that you know yeah. some people obviously you know trust fund babies that kind of those kind <laughs> of people you know have it easy but i think for most of us it's you, you have to work for something um and chuck you didn't get to where you are today by simply being good at creating videos the video you know it's that whole thing about in gym the, the weights don't lift themselves the video camera doesn't turn itself on you've got mm -hmm. to you've got to put the work in to make it happen yes yeah, so, i mean for me it's this is the motivational thing chuck is always you know don't listen to people who tell you you can't do it. And my daughter's a fine example of that. And, you know, for her, she, the only reason she hasn't got more books published is because I haven't got to it. Um, <laughs> you need to hire somebody else. You're yeah, the bottom. That's right exactly there. right. That's exactly right. Um, and, I mean, my youngest daughter's the same. Um, you know, they've, they've both published books. And, I mean, thank goodness for Amazon these days. that makes that kind of stuff easy. Awesome. Um, and I think it, that's another example of, you know, gatekeepers. In the old days, you had to go to a publisher. Those gatekeepers were removed, and now it's opened it up for the world to discover new talent. And I think YouTube's the same. Um, it's fantastic to see how the world's changed so that, you know, you don't have to go through some person who gives you permission to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You can just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, going back to the story of you and I, I mean, you had to get your CCIE to, like, prove your worth. I just made a few YouTube yep. videos. And That's I, not I true. Only <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a whole bunch of YouTube videos. Um, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, it, but I, I didn't have to go through. The, like, I didn't go through the gate. I went through the yard on the side. Like I, just, <laughs> I just made my own way. Hop the fence. <laughs> I hop the fence. But that's. Um, I mean, I, there's a lesson there as well, Chuck, isn't it? Don't, don't think that you have to follow the the beaten path, because the you know the world's changing every day, and there's other ways to do it. So yeah. Just, just, just print some NFTs. How's your, how's your cryptocurrency going? Are you, are you millionaire now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I, I guess I can say it in this podcast. Um, I, I made the cryptocurrency, and my, my hope, and and it still is the hope to make it do well and actually have utility for it. So that's what you have to do with cryptocurrency. You have to get yep. utility to make it successful. <clears throat> but I made a mistake in creating the market for it to where. If uh, it'll basically have no value no matter how many people buy it. So I stopped promoting it. What I'm going to have to end up doing is uh, creating a new token and just giving everyone who's already bought some the same amount, equivalent, and redoing it. So it's, it's a long story. It's going to be a long process. But so for those of you who have bought Network Shot Coin, I haven't forgot about you. I'm still here for you. But I'm in the process of doing that and also an NFT collection, which... It's not going to be cringy, I'm hoping. Uh, I can't say what's going to be cringy or not. It, it won't be cringy. You'll, you'll determine. It's tasteful. Uh, tasteful, <laughs> delightful. And I, it's going to have some utility based on like IT and learning. Um, and it's, it's going to be for fun. Part of the proceeds will go straight to charity. Um, just because like, this is going to be a fun project for us to try and experiment with Web3, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is the future. And you got to keep working on that new stuff. Um, but yeah, David, wh when are you going to bust into crypto? Or are you still kind of on the sidelines with that, waiting for it to, to be safer place for people? I've got to be careful what I say because these are like like you you tweeted these are like people get really emotional about these things. Yeah, you're about to get canceled. Um, so hold on, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we must talk about this. It's like it's funny because you know this whole you know um, I've I so inflation is like a big problem these days, and mm -hmm. I think in the US and the UK as well. And I mean I 
South Africa was an inflationary or is an inflationary economy. Um, and Zimbabwe is like a, is an example of like high inflation. I, I don't want to get too much into the financial stuff because I'm not a financial advisor. But um, yeah, it's interesting how the world's gone. Uh, go and, my, my biggest thing is look at what's happened in other places and then you see what's coming. Um, it's um, people have been talking about high inflation for a long time. Um, it, it's it's crazy. Paper money, crypto. What's the difference? You know, it's it's mm. uh, the government's printing it or you printing it. Um, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not really into crypto, so it's um, and NFTs. I'm not into at all. Um, it's do, uh, it's going to be interesting to see your take on it. So, how, David, do you own any cryptocurrency at all? I own a little bit, but very little. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to change that. We'll have to change. That. We'll, we'll talk later. We're, we're gonna have to collab on some cryptocurrency mm -hmm. videos because I, I think right now, yeah, especially in the IT space, and because of all the bad actors you've had, um, is very, very delicate to talk about this stuff. But yep. when you really look down at it, uh, unbiased look, it is the future. The technology and what it's driving, and inflation, hyperinflation in so many places, including the U.S. It's like this probably is the way we're going to end up going. But a lot of people are kind of in the wait and see uh, situation, the wait and see mode. And um, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I kind of see this. I want to be in early on this. I, I think it's going to be cool. So anyways, we'll you talk talking about crypto about or are you talking about NFTs? Um, a little more, bit of both. <laughs> more so, I mean, yeah, a little bit of both. More so crypto. I think NFTs are going to have a very special place. Um, and not in the same way that people understand it now. But that's a whole other video topic that you can be looking out for. Um, anyways, David, we've, we've uh, kept you long enough. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Um, yeah, it's you, great. Thanks. You're a wealth of knowledge. And uh, if you haven't already checked out David, you should go look at his YouTube channel uh, or channels. Uh, check him out on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and um, whatever new channels he starts. Yeah. And whatever new technology comes <laughs> out, check, check David out in the metaverse. If you're watching this in like five years, <laughs> um, he, we're going to be everywhere because you always have to keep learning. You always have to keep doing the new thing. Follow those waves. In fact, David, I want to see a tattoo on your arm that says "Follow the Waves." And, and you know, I, I just I forgot to mention this, and this is one of the main things I always want to talk to you about. And we can cut this out if you want. First of all, you're wearing a different colored shirt today, and I'm, and I'm so impressed. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. It's, a, it's the same color. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's not. That's a different color. Is, is it? Is it? Is it the same color, or is it? Or I think did it's, you... it's just the lighting. I think. Oh. I, I think it's fair to mention that Chuck and I are both colorblind. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, but what people okay. don't know about you, David, is that you wear the exact same shirt. Now, not the exact same like actual shirt, but the same brand, the same color, the same size, the same collar, the exact same everything every single day. That's right. Why? That, that's, that, that is a millionaire mindset. That's what, that's what Mark does. That's Mark, what Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. But he's an alien. So why are he no, a lizard? Lizard. Lizard. He's a lizard. Wait, David. Are you gonna, I was wondering when you were going to ask me this question. I thought I got, I got, I got out of it. Um, it it's funny. I mean, no, I'm keep wearing that shirt. <laughs> I, um, I, I, um, I think originally I just thought I mean, less, less is more. Um, there's a there's a book, and I should have I should have known you were going to ask me this. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, about, how could I not? When I, I I thought that maybe you just like wore the same video or shirt for every video, but when we hung out in in Cisco Live and we stayed in the ho same hotel room, and you opened your suitcase, bam, 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 same shirt. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is real. <laughs> oh, I I really admire it. I may switch to this single outfit model. No, no, for real. It, it sounds fantastic. Like just give, yeah, just, give us just one network Chuck outfit. I'll wear it every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie; it's very attractive. If my wife would let me do that, I would totally. Yeah, do my it. wife won't let me either. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I remember when I, whenever I come to the U.S., I, f I find it, um, it. It's. It's. It's quite a. It's quite a paradigm shift, because of the amount of choice you have in the U.S. 
it's like if you want a sandwich, it's like a million choices. And Chuck, we 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 had remember that we're gonna we're gonna have gherkins. Is that right? Yeah. So we we walk. We're we're in um we're in San Diego. We just finished a long day of doing podcasts at Cisco Live, and we're starving. So we go to we go to Subway. Subway's universal across the the world. We come up to the pickles, and David's like, <laughs> "I want some gherkins," and they're they're like. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he's like, gherkins. And I'm dying. It's like, I don't know what he's talking about, but the fact that he said a word, I know it does not translate. Here. And they're not going to help me either. Oh, I did not help at all. And I it just, that made my week. <laughs> that was so funny. So if you're, if you're watching in the U.S. or any other country that's not U.K., a gherkin's a pickle. And, and I didn't know that, but I, I was just dying. That was the best moment ever. <laughs> it, 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 it's funny because, I mean, like, just coming back to English, I, um, I grew up in South Africa, and the English in South Africa is not the same as the English in the UK, which is not the same as the English in the US. And um, when you create YouTube videos, people like to comment on the words that you use and the way yes. that you pronounce them. <laughs> it, it's, it's hilarious. It's like... Um, People complain about the way that I pronounce certain words, and then my I always think, you know, you let it slide, but you always think, you know, you need to get out more. You need to realize there's a world that's different to where you are, mm -hmm. and um, people speak differently. We all, a lot of us speak English, but we we all speak with different accents. Yeah, uh, router and, and router and Kali exactly and versus Cali. But and... I mean, even even. <laughs> even, even, even I was going to say, like we we still say some things completely different. Like, how do you say? Uh, Kuber, Kuber what? Kubernetes. I, I say ku Kubernetes. And oh, you and like then, ku Kubernetes is what you say. Ubuntu and then Ubuntu. Yeah. You say Ubuntu, which Ubuntu, is wrong. Which is wrong. <laughs> which is wrong. <laughs> it's Ubuntu. But just things like that, like we grew up the exact same, but we still say some words differently. Mm -hmm. It's a zebra, Chuck. It's a zebra. <laughs> it's a zebra. <laughs> yes, that still kills me. <laughs> Zed. A zebra? <laughs> are you, are you, it's a zebra. And it's a quacha. Oh, 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 please, please, please. I was telling Cameron, like, I'm like, so Cameron did not know that you were South African, and he also yeah, did not know UK. that South Africans have their own language called Afrikaans. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, so I would—I know it's hard to like just ask someone to say something. So I want you to say, "My name is David Bombel, and I make videos on YouTube in Afrikaans, please." My name is David Bombel, and I make YouTube videos in Afrikaans. <laughs> that is interesting. S say something really intense. <laughs> like get mad. At um, uh, I don't know. You need to learn this right now. Uh, yeah. Afrikaans isn't that good, especially when you put me on the spot. Because I can, <laughs> I, um, I can, I, it's funny. I can, I can. How do you say? I, I was, I was thinking of Afrikaans word. Now. I, I can iemand flows for om om trend derig sekondes of a minuut. Dat hulle dink ek Afrikaans kan praat, maar baie vanag is my accent baie sleg. And which well, what no, I'm just saying is like it's it's weird. It's just like it sounds like you're speaking English, but I'm just not hearing you right. No, but the, 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 he brings in all these different tones and the and the, the mm -hmm. R's and like everything. Like you don't expect that from a a English type language, and it's like what what just happened? Yeah, it's very interesting. Like like in America, you talk about a uh, quagga. It's, I think that's the word they use. Like uh, like a quagga is like um, is a like a writing protocol that you, is open source but mm. that actually comes from an animal that was like a zebra slash horse that existed only in south africa and it's actually called a quacha so that's mm. how you pronounce it but in afrikaans i mean chuck you and i have been around the the uh, uh, around it's spoken about this many times and afrikaans is very and i must say afrikaans is just one of the languages in south africa south africa is like i think it's 11 official languages wow. so i mean like dumela is is hello in one of the local languages 
Um, and that's uh, Afrikaans would be hollow. It's the same. It's the same thing. But mm. yeah, Cameron, I um, it's funny when 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 um, some Americans think I speak with a British accent. Most British people will say no. David has a really strong South African accent. I get, now, now that I know, I can kind of hear it. Mm-hmm. But it's still like if, of course, to most people, they probably just think it's a UK accent. But yeah, I can definitely tell the South African. Yeah, now yeah, that you've noticed. Yeah, now that yeah. now that I've mm-hmm. noticed. Yeah, my mom. My mom was British, so she. I mean, she, well, she is British, but she's lived in South Africa most of her life now, and um, I've lived in the UK for a while. So I mean, you you tend to tone it down. So the South Af- different South African accents have like some of them are a lot stronger, if you like, than uh, than others. So um, Trevor Noah, South African. Um, mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I can see it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fun little tidbit about David. So David wears the same shirt every day, and he speaks Afrikaans, which is just two badly. Cool things that. No, well, I mean, how are we going to know? <laughs> you could have told us you're an expert and we would have believed you. Of course, the audience who's uh, South African would have, yeah, said something. Anyways, Dave, any parting words for the audience? Um, any words of wisdom besides the million words of wisdom you give every week? <laughs> I think the um, I think the thing you must remember is that, especially if you're starting out, I've said this many times, is that it's a long road. Hopefully, you, you know, you're not going to be an IT just for six months or a year. And it's okay to change. It's okay to make mistakes. And you don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. I think, um, Chuck, we've had a lot of flack, you know, as we've grown. And um, the thing to remember is to ignore people who tell you that you can't do it. Ignore the people who tell you that you're not good enough. You know, go and go and reach your dreams is what I always like to say. Um, the world's changed. It's, you know, what wasn't possible years ago is possible now. So go for it. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent advice. Well, David, uh, thanks again for coming on. We're thanks, Chuck. We already did thanks, outro, kind of. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will have you on again for sure because this was an amazing podcast. If you liked it, guys, make sure you like this video. You got to hack YouTube today, the algorithm, of course. Mm-hmm. Like the video, comment, subscribe, notification bell. Pretty much it. That's it. And we'll catch you guys next time. See you later.